Hello, welcome to Real Point Exchange. This is uh, another session of Elevation. So this is, of course, the Red Marcus campaign written by Sean. Sean, tell us about your campaign and what other great books we can find. Uh, so when last we left our heroes, uh, I use that term very loosely. Uh, you guys just got finished with The Long Walk. You went all the way to St. Louis and back again. Um, it was grand times. We made lots of money. Uh, everybody lived through it, uh, which is a great thing. That's not a, a common occurrence necessarily. So you should all be very proud of yourselves. Um, we're going to be continuing the job line from Elevation today uh, with the second job on that. And then um, I'm not going to go any further into that yet. I'm going to let everybody introduce themselves. Um, so try to do this last time. I believe in us. I think we can do it this time. Alphabetically, alphabetically means that B comes before C. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Chris. Get away, Adam. <laughs> yeah, it was my fault, right? <laughs> Hello, this is Adam, uh, the man who possesses an English degree and gets confused with the alphabet. But in my defense, I don't have one. But anyway, I will be reprising the role of Skids. Skids is a, I don't think I really even said it, but very athletic kind of parkour player that is taking care of her dependent, her niece, uh, Jessica, in the absence of uh, Skids' brother, who is uh, a taker who went out into the lost and has not came back yet. So in the previous game, I experienced existential dread, but it's a feature, not a bug. And uh, I uh, took on some uh, trauma from, I don't know, not having enough money to feed a four-year-old child. And then I think we... Uh, pretty much murder people in the name of a non-disclosure agreement. So that kind of, uh, you know, messes with my state of mind a bit. So Skiz has came back from the first mission. She doesn't hate her co her coworkers or anything and um, has a few scars emotionally, but uh, she medicated a little bit by rubbing some bounty on one on some of that. So um, yeah, I think she's uh, doing good and looking forward to working with all you folks. I got to do this brownie. Hi, I'm Brownie. I'm once again playing Vaughn. Um, I also took a... <laughs> Brownie, praise, praise me like a small child. It just took its first step. Go. I'm glad that you now know your ABC ends. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Please continue. <laughs> no worries. I'm Brownie. I'm playing Vaughn again, who is a mechanical and techie-oriented character. Uh, I did take a little bit of damage on uh, my humanity last time as well, having to take out that poor, poor guy and you know execute part of our NDA. Um, I spent a little bit between sessions uh, to heal that up slightly, um, upgrade myself a little bit. And other than that, I just bought the awesome upgrade for the first aid kit, Crash Kit, available from Veblen Goods. Available mm. now, drive through RPG.com. <laughs> that takes us to C. <laughs> okay, my name's Nick. Um, <laughs> this is Chris. I'm playing um, the next letter after C, D, which is decoy. Uh, the hero of the crash. So I don't know why Sean was saying was using hero in a, a facetious term because I clearly am one. Um, I had a wonderful time uh, on this on this thing uh, this journey. So I had to have a whole lot of liquid therapy. And in that time, I learned a little bit about chemistry, and I turned my smoke grenades, which were tear gas grenades initially, available in Dublin Goods, uh, available on Drive Through RPG and uh, any friendly local game store that. Uh, has red market gear, and I learned how to turn those tear gas grenades into chlorine gas grenades as well. 
So you got on YouTube and watched a how-to video? Yep, exactly. I, like, okay, I threw cool. some kitty litter and bleach in that into the uh, mixture. Oh, great. Sean, should he go ahead and burn a charge off as you picked up this plan? <laughs> no, I'm just excited for the war crimes that'll be coming now. <laughs> oh, I'm breaking. I'm going to break so many Geneva conventions. It's it's by uh, uh, mandated by the NDA, so we're fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chris, would you like to introduce the next letter person? All right. So, what's the next letter in this uh, fantastic thing? I believe it's Nick. Yes, uh, I'm Nick. I'm playing next the uh, merchant who got run out of business by shipping hands, who's resorting to taker work. Um, didn't really do too much last time because I'm not really a combat character. Uh, so after paying back most of my debts to the favors and my large upkeep for equipment, I had a little bounty left over, which I used to upgrade my submachine gun. Cause I realized that if there was a fourth person on freelance who didn't have a Ubix signal, I was sort of a sitting duck in that vehicle. Uh, so now I could properly defend myself. Maybe, um, other than that, uh, you know, uh, going to spend some time with some dependents to hopefully heal that humanity damage. So to get with the season, Nick, is it safe to say, ho, ho, ho. Now I have a uh, fully upgraded submachine gun from Veblen's Goods. Uh, almost fully upgraded. Uh, I think that some uh, ammo upgrades still can be purchased, uh, but I don't need that exactly. But yes, Veblen Goods, lots of different ammo and submachine gun. Drive through RPG. Buy my book. Sean, if you could ever hook us up with like some Casper mattress or Blue Apron with this stuff, I mean, it would be real appreciated. Oh, the role-playing scene change now sponsored by Veblen Goods. <laughs> uh, okay, so before we get into the uh, meat and potatoes of how Red Markets normally goes, I want to have a short vignette for all four of you together. Um, so at the end of the session last night, uh, we kind of went over the idea that there was various uh, entities and interests that have apparently not necessarily found out exactly what it is that you're doing, but know that you're out here doing something and have been um, doing things to get you guys fucked with. I just want to have a, a scene like basically like not necessarily right after you get back to elevation, but sometime shortly after your initial return where you guys kind of sit down and you are going to discuss like, what you found out and what the hell you think is going on. And if there's anything that you guys want to do moving forward about that. So I'm going to treat this kind of like a, uh, engage the community vignette. Like you, uh, you normally take just one of you. Uh, and I'm going to ask you guys as a whole to develop where it is that the breadwinners have uh, like their meeting place or their office or whatever it is that you want to, to have. Okay. So I would assume that decoys, father the uh very distant uh brutal man with brutal practices it probably has uh, some extra real estate that uh, we could probably occupy at times like sheds or something like that that's safe to say like where farm equipment is um oddly enough one of the grain storage one of our granaries is a little uh, emptier than the the others so uh we can go there as long as it's uh we can't be overheard there that's probably the best so just imagine that one st- that one scottish dude being like but steel is heavier than feathers that's going to be decoy the entire time <laughs> <laughs> all right so i, I assume that the scene is beginning where we're all just kind of gather around sitting on milk crates a folding table in front of us all right look look i mean at this point right now it looks like our we've got a we got something that a lot of takers don't have. It looks like we have a probable steady line of uh, income coming in. Now, with that being said, 
we're pretty much stuck in here. If, the way I see it, if we get out, then I mean, the NDA, the NDA is just as powerful as a man who who can enforce it is. But I don't know. Um, he seems to have a little bit of a reach. He has some pockets, and oh, on, you know, and also on the reverse side of all this, if we keep going this route, we're going to. Well, if we don't go this route, we're going to be evicted, and uh, a lot of bad things are going to happen to us and our family. But if we keep going this, we're going to end up on the radar of a lot of people that we don't want to end up on the radar of. Any thoughts? Um, maybe. Oh, that's true. But if we don't end up on this route, we lose our enclave. We all have to go find new homes. <sighs> so we're damned if we do. We're damned if we don't. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, maybe, For different quantities maybe, of damned, yeah. Okay. Maybe we could take efforts to make it seem like we're not only doing work for him you know muddy the waters a bit maybe there's gonna be an opportunity for us to throw some disinformation out there that would allow us a little bit more freedom while we give those who are looking into this a possible red herring i mean yeah we we went we went to the condo last uh last job i mean Hmm. i think we can make it look like we're looking at other jobs but how long does grain have i mean do we have time to futz around Oh, no, I don't mean like actually go and do the other jobs. But I mean, if I go in for an interview with someone else for their job and then we just don't take it, that might make them hesitant to continue investigating us, per se. Mm-hmm. So so go in and then blow it on purpose. Something like that, maybe. Or or like even when we head out on a job, um, we could head out on a northern route. And then when we feel like we're a safe distance, we then cut straight to the job site from there. You know, try try and mislead them as much as possible. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely something. I think we honestly, next time we have a meeting with uh, our uh, employer, we need to actually start discussing this long term. And we've already killed for him. And, uh, you know, if we had some assurances of where our place is in this grand scheme, I know that I would rest easier at night. I'm going to interject one question real quick. I believe that it was decoy that had mentioned on the last session, the possibility of selling out to a different faction within the enclave is that something that you'd want to bring up in this meeting um i said that was an option not necessarily something that we should do decoy is not a not a hard thinker uh, i personally don't think we should sell out quite yet because like you said um uh skids it is a steady source of income like we, we shouldn't fuck that over unless we have to and there's the whole this is where we sleep so we've kind of broke a cardinal rule of uh you know, to be crude, not to, you don't shit where you eat. And, uh, yeah, we've done, done that. And, um, you know, I don't know. I just, I I don't see a way out of this. And I, I, I'm almost of the mindset that we just need to ride it out and see where it takes us. And, uh, you know, it kind of, she kind of looks around, claps decoy on the back a little bit. It's like, as long as we're us and as long as we can stick together, we'll be all right. Like, you know, We'll be all right. And she just kind of <laughs> leans back in her chair and looks out the open door and then stands up and nervously looks out it just to make sure there's nobody around there. I think it's a good place to uh, to end it right there. Well, I'm going to go get loaded. <laughs> get drunk enough and don't remember it. It didn't happen. It's fine. How do you think I uh, repaired all my humanity damage? <laughs> Captain Morgan. Instead of saying that we murdered people, let's just say we enforced the NDA for now on. It sounds a little better. <laughs> I thought that's what we were going to just do anyways. This is going to turn into our mantra, the NDA. <laughs> uh, so the next bit of housekeeping to do before we get into vignettes is going to be that Nex has got a bunch of stuff to sell off. 
for fun and profit. Yes. I will take uh, your work action and your work-life balance. Yes. But if you want to sell it, that's what you got to do. Yes. For the listeners at home, there are two Ubix specs. There is a drone. There are There's one normal pistol, and there's one tablet that we hope to sell. Uh, you also have the GPS equipment that was the gift spot um, off of the first job. That GPS equipment, and I don't know that I, I may have forgot to mention this now that I'm actually thinking about it. Uh, the GPS equipment both is one, it's a very delicate, not delicate, but very um, precise GPS equipment. Uh, but it also has um, integrated solar panel chargers and battery system. That means each session you can refresh four charges on an electronic device for free. If you okay. want to sell that, though, it is a four bounty uh, or four uh, upkeep. So it's um, four more bounty that you can sell off if you'd like to. So it's upkeep normally is four bounty? Is that what I... Worth four bounty to sell it off, yeah. Okay, what if we keep it? How much upkeep is it? A two. Uh, well, what do you want to do, guys? I mean, having a battery source is, is nice. I literally only have my specs, so it's not a huge deal for me. It would get us another uh, unit of fuel for the truck. Then again, if we, uh, I also got the scavenge and Chris has got the scavenge. Uh, of course, I got a higher search anyway. If we cap it, <laughs> that would increase our odds of scavenging more diesel possible. Oh, I actually trained in scavenge a little bit. Okay. So, I mean, like, I'm willing to hold on to it one other round just to see if it, uh, if it becomes an issue. We've yet to run out of charges. But then again, that's kind of a job specific thing. So, yeah. I'm a yay and can go all do a quick boat. Um, I abstain. I don't really, I don't need it or not. Like I, I have the specs and they have limited use. Also, I just want to say, uh, decoy got his scavenge skill because the Apophenia overlay has a Duolingo style, uh, app for training. Oh my God. You got a door of the Explorer scavenger. Like, like do you, where's the ocean? <laughs> yeah. Duolingo. It's always there for you. So I say like the truck, let's keep it this job and see how it goes and decide at the, between the next. I'm good with that. Sure. I mean, I, I just can't pay the upkeep. Like, I can't take on any more upkeep guys. <laughs> so someone else will have to hold on to it. We'll do a community pool if ever if the community's okay. My I have an upkeep of, let's see. Like my equipment right now is 14. So I could take it if you guys want. I won't argue with you on that one. Okay. Yeah. But we'll, we'll help pay. That okay. sounds good. It's just something I don't really need. That's all. So, yeah, go ahead, and if you want to, if we're keeping a truck, like Brownie said, go ahead and sell the GPS, and then that can go into that beast that we got to supply. Oh, what are we going to name the truck? Oh, obviously Truckosaurus. Or <laughs> I was thinking Franken-Truck. Franken-Truck. <laughs> I mean, we are the breadwinners, so uh, the bakery? Right deal. The bread box. Oh, the bread box. <laughs> the bread box. <laughs> Steel rolled. <laughs> All right, so we'll call it. We'll just confuse the listeners at home, and everybody just call it a bread pun of some sort. But yeah, bread box is cool with me. Yeah, I'm good with bread box as well. All right, so the bread box. We're gonna we're gonna end up like fucking minions of a a shitty Z-list Batman villain soon. <laughs> I think you got to call like hostess to get like some corporate funding or something like that out here. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead and sell. We'll. So, so we're keeping the GPS for one round. No, uh, it's just sell it. Just, sell it. Yeah, drop it. The hell, let's throw it into the truck. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is there a way I can scrub the GPS information off of it before I sell it there, Sean? In fact, you can. 
That would be one of your profession checks, yes. Okay. That is a success. Ten over seven. You succeed in getting it scrubbed off of there, and good job on remembering to do that so I didn't get to screw you with it later. Okay. Okay, so that is uh, what needed to get covered before we do this. Uh, So to sell off everything, I'm not going to make you try to do it individually on everything. Uh, What I'm going to say is that we'll do it by degree of success. Um, Critical failure, you can't sell anything. A regular failure, you sell half of the stuff and you do it at um, a loss. Success means you sell everything at its base value. And then a critical success means you do it at uh, one and a half times upkeep. Rounded up or down? Uh, rounded down, sir. Okay, I just want to clarify key. that before I roll a critical success here. Uh, no, um, so I'm that's networking, right? Yes. Okay, I'm using my laptop to give me a total of plus four to my roll. Uh, success, 10 over four. 10 over four, okay. So you can sell everything at its base upkeep value. Which yeah. gives us a total of... 20 um and means we basically have our truck and we have uh five units of fuel for this uh this trip okay good job uh appreciate you taking that upon you yourself yeah thanks next this is the reason you keep that guy around because uh he was all but useless last time yeah he's terrible what Uh, on the field i stomped on that train and pointed out those people in the woods (laughs) but no that's that's what i'm here for guys i i know I know the ins and outs of the market. Uh, I'll I'll keep you guys re- refreshed and and going. And uh, you know that, that's why we work so well together as a team. Okay, so Good job, buddy. Uh, vignettes like we would normally do. Who wants to go first for vignettes with their dependent? So I have an idea for my vignettes. Hmm. Um, I need to bear a burden for Paul because I found out about the grain the grain uh, issue. Oh Lord. I believe Adam played uh, Paul. Uh, I can bring him back. Bring him back, Chris. You just set the scene, and I'll bring out my good folksy accent. All right. So here's what's going on. Um, maybe I'm checking out the grain silo we had our meeting in because it is emptier than I remember it being last time I was here. Mm. And uh, we got a few more dead dogs than usual in the uh, the testing kitchen, if you will. All right. All right, so we're back in the in the silo. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of see on the wall where Powell's went down, and uh, just periodically he would take uh, spray paint or you know maybe something more temporary like spray on chalk and stuff like that. And, you know he's marking levels and dating it and stuff like that. And you can see numerically uh, the line. I mean, you can see that the line is going, the marks are going down quicker. And the dates are becoming further and further, um, I mean, closer and closer together. So, I mean, you know, it's rapidly escalating or cascading, if you will. And he's just standing there. Your father's just leaned up on a rail looking at the marks. He's got a cigar and a uh, empty coffee cup, which you can't, nobody drinks coffee anymore because you can't get beans there. But he's kind of using it as an ashtray. And he's just standing there, uh, leaning on the rail, both arms on it, cigar in his hand, just ashing in the cup, just with a uh, thousand yard stare. Paul? He takes him a moment. He just kind of staring there and, oh, hey, son. You uh, got got something you want to tell me? <laughs> well, son, I mean, since, you know, since I flunked out of the whole educational kind of aspect of my career and I came back and took over my father's business, I always had in mind that 
one of these days, you or your brother is going to take over this position. And uh, uh, he just kind of looks at the line. He's like, by the way, Chris, I don't know how to address the uh, non-binary aspect with your father. Does he accept it or how does that end? I don't Do want you to be think he accepts anything? A, ch- a parent's love for a child will overrule a lot of things. Like if they're a decent human being. So I'd like, in my opinion, he doesn't understand it. Doesn't necessarily agree with it, but he tries to, um, sure. Tries to make you happy. Uh, I just, I'm afraid that there's not going to be anything left for you anymore. We're, um, it's going quick. And even, I mean, what we got here works. Don't get me wrong. If we hurry up and get rid of it, but at the same time, I mean, and we are harvesting, we're not harvesting the same kind of yield, but we're harvesting, but we're holding on to this and it's taken up the room of what we could be storing, you know, and I just, he just kind of just hangs his head. Son, I don't know what to do. Maybe I could find a quick buyer. <laughs> kind of chuckles a little bit. I mean, not just kind of, <sighs> I tell you what, if you could, if you could find a buyer, that'd be great. That'd be great. Um, I know you're kind of out there. I don't, me and your mom, we worry about you and all, but I mean, if you run into anybody who, who would like to buy a whole silo of grain, you just, it would be great. I have an idea, Paul. There's a man down in Pallet Town named Walter White. Mm-hmm. He's looking to find a new, uh, a new business to build into. I think we could probably offload onto him. Sean, would Paul have heard about Walter White? Um... I would say probably he's one of the more nefariously well-known type of uh, not quite gangster type people. So yeah. Listen, I appreciate it if it comes to that. That that's an option, and we may go. But um, uh, just just keep your ear to the ground. He kind of slaps you on the back. It's the second time today I've slapped you on the back, Chris. But he slaps you on the back and uh, just thank you. And he kind of uh, starts walking away. Now, what Sean interject, what should we have uh, Chris Rowe? <laughs> That's a burden to bear, for sure. I don't think I'm going to uh, inflict any kind of self-control checks on that deal. Okay. It's just, like, literally, like, Koi is going to have to figure out and or succeed in getting the grain sold off to somebody now. Uh, or he's going to be a failure to his father. Great! Alright, so, we could try laundering it through Walter White. Because uh, he obviously doesn't really care about what he's selling. Okay. They get out, out of character. So basically, offload the grain at a much lower price to a criminal who wouldn't necessarily want people to know where he got it from. Or you could try to do biodiesel. <clears throat> decoy, decoy would never think about that. Quick, turn it all into vodka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so that will be the vignette for the uh, heal your one column of humanity damages. Who wants to go next? Uh, I can, I can go, next. go next. Let's let next do it. <laughs> next offers himself as tribute. Okay. Uh, I will talk to uh, Steve, my business partner, again. Uh, I'm going to cope. Brownie played him last time, right? So Brownie, yes. you're back up on deck. When you come back in next, you notice that some of the pallets have been disassembled and turned into a counter. <laughs> like, a, like a you know a, a shop counter. He's he's selling the 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 staples and the nails that that made the pallet before, like whatever's left over from t- taking them apart. Sure. We have inventory. Oh, hey Steve. Um, nice 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 counter there. Uh, real 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 nice touch. Uh, I've got oh. some good news. Oh yeah. I was able to pay off half the favors. We're we're halfway out out of being in debt. 
That's great. Did you happen to pick anything up to stock our shelves with? Um, we 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 kind of uh, didn't really come across any good salvage sites. We were more uh, you know going cross country. Uh, but um, you know maybe maybe this this next place will uh, will take us. Uh, also, we got uh, one fourth stake in a vehicle. <laughs> Sound <laughs> investments. So, so Steve needs to be making self-control checks. <laughs> Look, I bought a Ferrari Testarossa. Okay, it it, it it could go on the rails. It could go go over land. It we, we could use it to transport our, our goods or bring goods in. Like like, see things are, things are on the up. Looks around, back forth. Okay, next. I believe you. Just one thing. Um, you really got to be on lookout for for the shipping hands people. Uh, I th- I think that because we're we're getting some success, they're going to be asking a lot of questions about me, about us, but probably mostly about me. Um, just be on the watch out for them. Oh, I will. Reaches underneath the counter, sets a one piece of pallet with the nails left in it. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Don't fuck with Steve. Okay. I'm going to call it on that one right there. I'm going to say um, we didn't declare it in advance, but basically that was bearing a burden. And um, I'm going to say that next you have to bring back like a haul of stuff to be sold. Something. You've got to give him something to sell out of the storefront before he completely loses his shit and goes la la. Okay. (laughs) Quick. Find that that abandoned figurehood factory, I mean, uh, warehouse. All right, I believe I'd like to go next, and I would like to try to uh, heal a little bit of my trauma with my niece here. Uh, so you're going to cope? Yeah, I'm going to cope. Okay. Uh, who was it? I don't remember who it was that played your niece last time. I played the caretaker for... Oh, that's right, yeah. You, the niece. We didn't have anybody play the niece yet. Okay, so listen, if you don't if you don't want to necessarily like try to talk like a four year old child, you could just kind of narrate like the stuff. I, I don't expect like <laughs> my daughter's running around the house this morning going going, pay with me, pay with me, kind of, you know, real cute things like that. So I mean, you do whatever you want to, but uh the way I see this scene, this is in my time time home and the girls already I guess for all intents and purposes, lost a father. And um, she asks about daddy a lot. And um, I'm trying to take her out and uh, get her mind off of it and bond and just, um, you know, make her life a little bit better. So there is, what kind of play, like, the Enclave have anything that's kid-friendly? Like, do we have, uh, I'll tell you what. I think you need to engage your community instead and take your... Uh, niece out to someplace fun for a kid to go to. Okay. You need to tell me what that place is. Okay. So there's a kind of a makeshift uh, playground that was kind of built towards the center of the enclave, you know, not on the outskirts next to the fence because fuck. But uh, (laughs) when you imagine being on the swing set looking at the casualties, but um, so there's, you know, wooden swing set. they repurposed a grain shoot into a slide. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe they did something like it. I was thinking like big tractor tires that are no longer any count. They've kind of filled them with sand and there's kind of a sandbox for the kids to play in. Maybe a tire swing or two, just a, a seesaw and things like that. So, um, yeah, we're uh, playing in a sandbox together in a sand tire. So this little, this little like a uh, park 
for lack of a better term here, um, is right in between Pallet Town and what is called the Visitor Center. Meridian City. Uh, the Visitor Center for Elevation is basically like a small prison uh, just inside the fences. That's where all the latents have to stay uh, because Elevation deals with so much food stuff. Uh, latents aren't really uh, just like free to go wherever it is they want all the time. Uh, latents can live in Elevation, but like if you're not from there, if you're not already established there and you're just like coming into the place, um, like you have to stay in the Visitor Center. Blatant. Um so while you're playing in the sandbox, like you know, every time the, the camera pans from one side to the other, like the the quasi prison system with latent people is you know always in the background. Okay. So what how's how is uh, Jessica handling this? What's she doing there, Nick? Mm. Nick. Are you muted, Nick? Sorry. I, I do that occasionally. I forget that I mute myself. Uh, uh, <laughs> um she's sort of trying to make a sandcastle. But since there's no molds for like actual de- definition, it's more like just one handful on top of another. Yeah, making a sand mound. Oh, you're doing a really good job, honey. That that looks great. This is like, yeah, I, I think you could be maybe you could be an architect one day, baby. Uh, is that a person who makes sandcastles? They can, or they start out on sandcastles and then they go and build gigantic buildings. Oh, cool. Well, what what do you do? Oh, uh, honey, I just, uh, I kind of, uh, I do odd jobs. I do stuff whenever they need somebody to go out and do stuff. And I, I, I'm sorry that I, you know, that your aunt can't hang around here with you more often, but I've got to kind of uh, work to keep a roof over our heads and keep food and let you say with Miss Lori. Miss, you like Miss Lori, don't you? Yeah, she's really nice. Oh, that's great, honey. That's great. It, uh, it's always fun playing with you. And, uh, Laurie. Oh, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. When's Dad gonna come and play with me? <laughs> I was getting ready to critique you. Like, yeah. Oh, I could build fences, like to keep the the zombies out. I was waiting for that. It didn't happen. So yeah, you kind of led me into false sense of security. Uh, she hesitates, hand like as she was scooping up, uh, like scooping back like a pot of sand to make like a moat around the mound for her. Uh. Uh, honey, I don't know. Your daddy's on a your daddy's on a really important job right now, and um, I'm sure I'm sure like he'll come home as soon as he can, honey. I'm I'm sure he can go come home as soon as he can. Just looking away a little bit. I'm gonna call the late. You just like obviously lie your ass off to the four year old and uh, give her that false. Yep. Okay, so do I need to make a road for anything to re like? Uh, no, I'll go ahead and let you just get your heal your column on there. Um, humanities. Okay. You were you weren't horrible necessarily, but still that wasn't like that healthy. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, uh, Nick, for uh, participating. <laughs> You're welcome. I hope I played her well. <laughs> I was gonna say no, and then you punched me in the crotch just then. So yeah, I think I think it did pretty damn good. In the crouch. In the crouch, as my daughter would say. Yeah. So I guess that brings us around to me. Um, my intent this time is to deliver something to deal with the thing I was sent for last time, which was something to help with the noise and the distraction. Um, living in Pallet Town, and that is one of the Ubix specs that we recovered. Uh, I I bought. I contributed to the truck fund uh, in order to give to my wife because those do have uh, headphones 
in them, and she can distract herself a little bit from the place where we live. The utter horror of uh, Pallet Town. Well, the hustle and the bustle and the, you know, chomping. Just mild chomping. Just a little over there, yeah. Who was it that played your... Played that was that was oh. me. Okay, you're back on deck. I, since we're doing, um, you know, normally repeating the same person isn't necessarily necessarily necessary. Wow, that was really good English, Sean. Um, but since we're just doing the short, the short four-session uh, job line here, I think it'll be easier if we just have everybody keep playing sure. dependents and stuff. Absolutely. Um, sure. <clears throat> so, so uh, a, a brand new shiny pair of slightly used Yubix bags. Hey, Al, uh, I was thinking about what you said last time, and, you know, I'm working to, to figure something better out, but I thought these might help a little bit. You know, they have they have headphones in them. They have some entertainment you can get on Ubik. Um, you know, this could help a little bit with the distraction and the sounds and the hustle bustle we have here. Yeah, that, that, that could work. Uh, it won't change the fact that uh, if the fence breaks, we're all dead, but at least I won't realize it when it happens. Well, I'm I'm working to to make things better, but you know, one step at a time. It doesn't change in a day. Great. I'll do what I can. I'll keep my eyes out for anything else I can think of. Maybe um, you you could get like some scaffolding or something to put around our little area, just a little extra extra defense, just in case. Some, something a little more more uh, solid than the tarp. Push it against the tarp. <laughs> it just kind of flaps in the wind. Yeah, I'll I'll see what I can uh, see what I can do with that. I'll see what I can find. Great. You'll have the most well-defended shanty in the entire shanty town. I've got some ideas, but let me see how they, they play out mm-hmm. before uh, before I... Let's make it a surprise. Let's make it a good surprise. Okay. All right, and I think we can end it right there. Uh, so basically you get to keep bringing home goodies to make your house, uh, make your shanty a home, I guess. Such is life. <laughs> it's going to end up looking like a home alone trap. <laughs> Can I count that as uh, clearing my one column of threats? Thank well, you. Honey, I, I got on Ubik uh, Pinterest and I see some really lovely ideas. All we're going to need is chicken wire. Never mind. <laughs> Apocalypse see, I got, chic. I got this doorbell and I attached a car battery to it. We'll never, <laughs> we'll never be bothered by the wet bandits. <laughs> is that a rival taker group that I should be aware of? Surely is. Somewhere. Everywhere. The wet bandits are everywhere. <laughs> Mostly in New York, though. Mostly around Christmas time. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, you guys do get contacted by Jed. Uh, he is available, uh, or he's looking. He's hoping you guys are available uh, and able to take another job. Um, this is like a week or so after you get back. Been back for a little bit of time. Um, he is coming to you guys saying, hey, I have another job ready and waiting if you guys are free to take it. I think we're all on board with that. I mean, we want to keep our, our enclave going, right? Yeah, the fact that he's like, you're free to take it makes me a little... Hes- I, I just a little weirded out by the phrasing, because I feel like we're mandated to take it. <laughs> he could be trying to get other business as well, which would be stupid, but... Yeah, no, but we're... De- we're- Definitely. I, I think we should do it. It's in our best interest, too. Yeah. Ride or die. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, basically, you guys know that there is the job available from Jed. So, if you guys want to take any work actions, uh, Next does not have one available at this point. Uh, but everybody else does have to find out what it is that Jed's going to be asking you to do. You start finding out stuff about what's coming up. 
mechanically speaking, since we already know like soft bots and stuff like that, how are we addressing the fact that we're going back to the same guy over and over again? Well, we only know his we only know his weak though. We didn't get his soft. Going into this, you will know the weak spot for him. His weak and his soft spots won't change. Um, just like a, a normal job line or normally interacting with the same client over and over again, even if it's not a job line, any spots that you learn and play will maintain. Like you will you don't just forget those overnight. Um, tough spots always change by the job though. So you will always have to learn those. So we'll want to focus on the soft spot next. But keep in mind, he also remembers uh, Nexus spots. That's yeah. true. So we'll we'll also have to hustle hardcore to affect the price of the job. Okay. Uh, so who wants to take the first work action? Uh, I can take it. Uh, networking, talking with people around the place to see who else they've seen going up to talk to Jed to see who our competition might be since he was checking if we were available. That is a nine over eight. Okay. Uh, competition specifically, you do have, you guys do have preference for this. Um, basically Jed's going to give you guys the first crack at taking it if you want it. Um, you do know, however, that um, there is people on the Bravo team, which is the Gunman's Taker crew. Um, these are the guys that like, they basically they have tryouts to maintain and uh, equip and field what they call the Alpha team, which is the best of the best of the gun hands that go out and do stuff for the Enclave. And the people that don't make the cut for the Alpha team form the Bravo team, and they do taker work. Um, the Bravo team is interested in trying to get into what it is that you guys are getting offered, essentially. So they're not competition yet. That make sense? Like if you guys- I, can make, I can make sure they're not competition ever. Because he offered the job to us straight up, so they're not competition quite yeah, yet. It's not, they're not. They're not actual competition. Like they won't undercut you, uh, but there is another crew out there actively pursuing, trying to get your job if they could. Based on what happened on the road, not competition, but potentially a complication. That would be a good way to look at it too. Yeah. Knowing Sean, probably yeah. <laughs> I don't think you should take that slander, Sean. I think you're a fine individual. I, I didn't. I took that as a compliment, sir. <laughs> Okay, so we know there's another group. Um, you know what? I, I'd like to try to figure out what the job is going to be. So, uh, yeah, I guess I would like to also row my networking if I can. Good God, Thornsburg, you're going blind. Hold on. Get the sheet of paper by a couple inches from my face. I know I have networking at one. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to go ask. Uh, I thought you had to, like, tip your head back to get the bifocals to work at them. I don't have bifocals. I, dude, I only got one bad eye. It just sucks. It throws off the whole perspective. And I don't have my glasses on. All right. So um, how about this? I would like to um, ask around. I would, I'm going to try to figure out what other jobs have been in the past that Jeb has commissioned, like, over time. And then kind of taking what I know, try to figure out what exactly uh, is related, I guess you could say. Like, if, some, if he's already sent somebody out to do some preliminary legwork here and there. I'm hoping that'll give me kind of a hint of where we're going or what the next step would be. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So asking around. No, I feel it. That's uh nine over 10. Okay. You just don't, you don't get any information. So well, no news is good news. Yeah. Right. That. <laughs> obviously, that's, that's obviously the, yes. Everybody remember that. If you don't, if you don't succeed, it's totally good. And it's fine. And don't worry about it. <laughs> Chris, yes, that, nothing wrong with that. All right. So what were you looking for again, Adam? I was just wanting to see what other jobs he has, Jed has commissioned over time 
and hoping that that's a clue of where else we're going. So that's about the best way I can figure out what Jeb's current job is. If you have a different angle on it, go for it. All right. So I like the gist of, of what's going on. So or how much it's paying one of the two. Uh, yeah, um, I'm going to uh, let's see how much it pays does matter for taking it, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, actually, it does matter if we're taking it. Would it would determine whether or not we need to manipulate the price if we're hesitant about manipulating the price. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So I am in continuing with resistance and being the crash hero, going to go back to the bar where I had my liquid therapy, and I'm going to challenge the next dude uh, to a drinking contest. Basically, I'm just going to drink this entire bar under the table as this campaign goes along. Oh, God, there's decoy. I heard he chopped down a cherry tree and he wouldn't tell his father a lie. <laughs> nah. All right. So uh, <laughs> basically, I'm going to I'm going to drink someone under the table until they tell me uh, what money Jed's been throwing around recently. OK, you know, bribes to hide his uh, the dis- disappearance of his uh, employee. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. So that's a resistance check. Hey, 11 over one. All right. Um, so essentially what you're going to learn is that um, Ed has been trying to find specialists in railway repair and management. It's not a very uh, common skill to begin with. And then you have, you know, the apocalypse and it makes it a really, really uh, scarce kind of skill set to have. Um, he has found, apparently, a group of people um, from a enclave. Why is my phone freaking out on me? And I said something to get my Google assistant to try to like Google search something for me as I was talking. That's mm-hmm. strange. Um, so he's got this group of people that's coming from uh, Trabajo, which is an enclave off in Colorado uh, to come do some kind of work on the rail line. Um, and so like whatever it is you're going to be doing is probably going to be involving these guys. Okay. That's where he's like all the money that he's been spending in preparation for this job has been, in, rec- in finding and recruiting this repair crew to come in. All right, train bullshit. Yeah, so Vaughn, last time you said that m- maybe we'd have to eventually clear the tracks or fix them. Might be uh, up to that point by now. Yeah, time's growing short on that grain. I think that's all of our uh, pre-job actions we have. Yeah. Okay, I'm lined up real quick, guys. Sorry. Okay. Okay, there, I put it into the, uh, into the uh, chat. That's going to be the the map we're going to use here in a little bit. Oh uh, boy! I realized that I didn't have that like already ready to go because I'm a lazy GM. Uh, all the <laughs> that was all the work actions ready to go to negotiations. Uh, so once again, next you are invited to come up to the very top of the head house in the office of Jed Jones. <clears throat> um, it's basically the same kind of deal all over again. He's in the same office. He's still dressed in his in his nicest cowboy hat and pearl snaps and starched blue jeans. Uh, this time he does have um, two young girls in his uh, office as well. Uh, they are obviously his children. They are in the corner uh, coloring with actual crayons in like an intact coloring book. It doesn't look like it's been colored in or over a number of times. It doesn't have any blood stains or anything on it. Like he got it either at great expense, recovered from the loss, or probably sent in from the recession. Probably sent in from the recession. Probably. Uh, but he invites you in, you know, sits you down again. Um, 
he doesn't have um, bread available this time. He does have uh, some wheat beer, though, uh, that is brewed with the local grain um, that he does have on offer for you today. Uh, he says that he appreciates you coming up. Um, you know, I look forward to seeing you guys uh, do some more work for me. You did excellent on the last job. Um, you know, this is going to turn into a thing. If you guys haven't figured that out already, uh, we're going to have a lot of work coming up. Uh, you know, over the next couple months. Uh, this next one is, is a really important one. Without getting this one done, we can't get to the rest of the work to get done. Uh, and you guys did great. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you can do to help me out again. Of course. Uh, just, just one thing. Do you want, do you want to talk about this stuff in, in front of uh, your daughters? or Because uh, I know this is uh, very important to you. I uh, just wanted to make sure you were comfortable with that, especially with some of the, the topics that may come up. He looks a little bit concerned for a second and he says i'll um i'll have their mom come get them uh i didn't plan on discussing anything of a nature that i thought was going to be a problem but uh yeah we can we can make that happen just just, just from some of the encounters we have last time you understand why we just want to be careful not not saying that anything is going to obviously be be said but you know rather safe than sorry when there's something of uh this nature if you catch what i mean no, no, no problem. Let me let me go get them taken taken back to to mom. Just a minute. And he gets up and he you know grabs up their stuff and shoes them off to go to go play in another room. And he sits back down. And he says, "Okay, so like I didn't think we were going to discuss anything outside of the abstracts of like some work to get done." Oh no, just the NDA. Uh, I I have uh, you know I have a, a fellow taker with a little kid. I've, I've met little kids. They tend to not have a filter sometimes. I just didn't want them unknowingly maybe repeating something we said here that could break the NDA. I, I just wanted to to be careful, especially since we had two rival groups po- like try and hijack our job last time. And I thought that given the importance of what you're trying to do here, we, we should just take the little extra precaution. You, you understand what I'm saying? I do understand. Um before we get into leadership and actually do this, let's let's role play this out just a little bit farther here. Um, so he looks at you and goes, "So what I took out of that and what you took out of that, I don't think are the same thing. Like from what you guys told me when you got back, uh, it sounded to me like there was just some people, some opportunists out there uh, that got lucky putting some stuff together. Uh, it didn't sound to me like it was somebody trying to interfere with with our business. But the way you're presenting it to me." Uh, do you, you know something else? Did you learn something new? Don't, don't, don't take this the wrong way. I'm, I'm not saying this in any threatening way, but we walked the entire job and we think we have an understanding of what you're trying to do here. While the other people did encounter us on the road, if they got our GPS and could figure out the same information we did from what we saw, that would put you in a situation that you probably wouldn't want, especially since you're going through so much trouble with us in the NDA. Uh, now we, uh, I've, we've talked this over, and we are 100% on board with your plans, and we wholeheartedly agree with what you have planned going forward for not just you and ourselves, but the entire uh, enclave. And we want to see this through. If you know, if we can benefit from it along the way as well, the better. Okay. So, out of Kirk, question: yes. Is that true and factual? In, in your belief, or is that like you're blowing smoke at him and you're just kind of saying that to be in his good graces? A little bit of, of both. I mean, we obviously, I, I obviously want to profit off of it, but it sounded like our general group consensus consensus was this was important for the Enclave 
So we kind of want to see it. I want the group consensus. I want what your character believes on that. Okay. Uh, My character would believe that, uh, yes, it's important and it needs to be done. And I definitely want to see it get done. But I also want to profit off of it. So that's what my consensus is. If you think that what I said is was a deception or not off of that, you make the call. If if, if that's if your character's true and factual in their in, in their their statements, I'm 100 percent with it. That's not a thing that I get to choose. That's that's up to your character. Uh, so I'm going to ask you to make me a persuasion check. Okay. I want you to do it at a plus one red. Okay. Uh, that is a uh, failure, but I'm going to use a will to flip that. Okay. Um, so do a good enough job and convince him that um, you really are kind of in it to win it and for the long haul and for the good of the Enclave. Um, so he is actually going to allow you to start at value negotiations. He, okay. he actually has a, a value, uh, you raise in value in his opinion because of your convictions that you're holding. So good on good on that one. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, now for the actual negotiation part, roll me a leadership. Okay. I was also kind of not coming out and straight up saying what he had plans because we had already been overheard once and I didn't want to say specific information. Uh, that is a success uh, seven over three. Uh, that would be. Uh, it was a natural four. Everyone's still there? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm here. Just okay. got quiet all of a sudden. I'm just, I'm getting my ducks in a row to, to all our arguments and everything here. Um, okay, so. It was a four was your natural? Yes. Oh, that's a good thing you're starting up high then, huh? So how uh, many rounds is that? No, you get the full, you get the seven. You get seven uh, and a half, so it'd be three rounds, not okay. two. Um, but still, it's three rounds worth of negotiation, so two scam actions are going to happen. Um, he will go ahead and cede to you and let you start. Uh, uh, thank you for allowing me the... Uh... Uh, position to clarify that the, the uh, chance to clarify myself and state our our intent um, and thank you for um, valuing such loyalty here uh, you uh, once again you proved that you are um, a strong leader and might i say that this decision that uh, going forward for this plan must have been a hard one to make but i think it is the correct one it is the uh, educated choice um and it just goes further to to further show that you are a strong leader um, here. Um, now that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be cheap to do, as you probably know. We're going to need some money to do it, uh, but that extra cash invested will allow us to see through your um, your decision and your plan. So I'm basically just going to plan his weak spot, and you know, once again, just point out how much of a good leader he is and how he's not a country bumpkin and everything. So like that. Play on his weak spot. Uh, go ahead and make that persuasion check, sir. Uh, that is a failure. Okay. Well, <coughs> we need that uh, money, my dude. I'm going to go grab me some new dice. <laughs> Those are diseased. So uh, he goes, you know, I, I, I appreciate the fact that you guys are so on board with, you know, everything that we're doing here and that you guys get it. That we're not doing this just for and profit and to exploit our advantages. Um, you know, this really is for the good of everybody that lives here, not just in Elevation itself, but the other enclaves around us. Like if Elevation falls, like we all fall. And this is not a thing that I'm taking lightly. And it's not a thing that, um, you know, I don't think any of you guys are taking lightly based on what you've told me earlier. And um, I'm just, I'm just 
I want to say that like I get it that you need the money. I'm more than happy to pay, you know, operating costs and stuff like that. But if we can if we can defer uh, some payment until like we get through all this, that would really help me out in making sure that we get everything done on the time schedule that we're we're stuck with. Uh, so what he's going to do is he's going to play against your uh, loyal and true. Say that if you are really loyal to the the enclave and everything that you said, that um, you would be willing to take lesser pay now in exchange for the reimbursement at the end of the job line. Oh, but he'd be disloyal to his teammates. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so his push down is two. So he goes down to hazard, and you guys come up to labor. Okay. I, I guess it makes sense that I don't defend since my whole opening statement was how I want to see this through. <laughs> uh, you guys you get the one push even with the failure because you used the spot. So you get yeah. one for the two. Okay. Okay, and then we have our first of two scam actions. All right. So I've been told to get my drinking pants on. I am going to... Uh, is Jed married? Yes, he is married and does have kids. Okay. So I am going to find out... Um, go go hang out with one of his kids. I presume they're adult kids? No, both his kids. He has, like, children, children. Children, children. All right. Well, they probably are not taken care of by the family, so they have nurses or something. Um, I'm going to find out who that is. Then go drinking with them to find out what Jeb is like in in the uh, quiet in his uh, private time, you know. Cool. Um, will uh, going out and about and trying to figure this out, you find out that actually um, his wife is essentially uh, primary caretaker. Um, ah, dang. And she, you know, watches the kids and she doesn't do anything other than that. Essentially, however, um, you could go out drinking with some people that work like Jed directly, uh, people that you know, or help him administrate and oversee. Sure. That works. Uh, that would be like able to give you that kind of information as well. Sure. I will do that. So, uh, let's go drinking. Uh, I'll buy them around basically. Okay. Hell yeah. 12 over three. Nice. Uh, so the soft spot for Jed Jones is family man. Uh, deep down, uh, he is most concerned with the life he's providing for his wife and kids. Uh, he spends great expenses to provide the best, uh, not just like material goods for them, but like they get educated, um, like IETV classes and stuff from the recession, from actual people that are teachers, um, not just people that are trying to teach to survive. Hey, I take offense to that. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, keep going. You are an actual teacher, sir. <laughs> I have a piece of paper. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he, he he does provide, you know, at great expense, material goods as well. Like, they all live very comfortably, but um, he goes to great extent to make sure that they are also well-educated and everything like that. So he is a family man when you get down to it. Perfect. I could work with that since the kids were in the office. Right. Uh, so that takes us back to the next round of negotiations, sir. Uh, now, uh, those were some um, beautiful... Uh, young girls you had there uh you have a beautiful family um it it and you seem like a, a, a great family man um you know there's everyone says that about you that you know you not just lead the the enclave but you also have enough time to spend with your family and make sure they're uh looked after and everything um and i would think that someone who who cares so much about their family would would want to make sure that their future is in sh- is in capable hands is ensured to continue on 
that, you know, you didn't have to worry about them as much. And just a little investment up front with us can go a long way to making sure that their safety down the road is insured. And I don't mean that in any threatening way. I'm just pointing out that that this is the make or break moment coming up. And the more you invest up front, the more payoff you have down the line, especially when it comes to your own family. That and persuasion rule. Yeah, what? yeah. Persuasion rule will be the critical success. Four four. Nice. That's awesome. Okay. Uh so yeah, he says, look, I, I you know that's you're not it's not that you're wrong. I did just pay you guys like a hundred and ten bounty on the last job. hundred and ten. Like that would that would be more than enough to get people into the recession from here for, for a lot of people. Like it's not that I'm not throwing money at you guys. It's that there's literally only so much to go around. Like I said, I'm happy to to give you guys a bonus and stuff at the end of this uh, when we can get some more liquid assets. But I mean, it, the IDs don't just grow on trees, as they say. Um, so anything you can do to, 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 to help me to help you would be a great deal. In fact, speaking of helping you, like... Anything that we could do around here to maybe help you guys, it's not just paying you more bounty. Um, like, I understand that there's a lot of problems that uh, that your, your partner Steve has back got going on. Uh, you know, we could probably go get some him some help, uh, you know, maybe a, a professional to talk to. Uh, I understand he's been trying to, to sell, like, the staples that he's pulled out of pallets after he made himself a, a nice little sales stall. Um, you know, he's he's getting pretty far gone there man and uh i'm I, you know i'd be willing to to make sure that somebody around here can keep an eye on him um so what he's gonna do is he's gonna play up your paranoia from the idea that like he's keeping that close of tabs on the people around you yeah i was gonna say he sounds like he's already keeping an eye on him um so he's gonna push two i want to say with your critical success you're gonna push three you're already heads up uh, so what happens is is that you, you guys will actually instead of staying still with both of us pushing two, you guys will push him back one. So he's going to end up at 100%. You guys are going to be at hazard. Sounds good. That's what I like to hear. Other than the whole keeping tabs on Steve Park. Yeah. I mean, it only gets so good. I have an idea for my scam. And I was just trying to me if this would work. So in the previous episode, or as I like to call it, last night, um, <laughs> we had that moment where Priceline was spilling the beans about how he learned about the job and stuff like that. Could I say that, could I make a foresight road to say that I recorded that on my Ubix specs? And then we just present him off like, look how volatile this situation is. This is some fucker from out in Minnesota that came down here just for this. Uh, you know what I mean? Like if we, would that be a foresight that I recorded that? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd allow that. Yeah. Okay. So let's see if I remembered that. And that would be a nine over four. I got it. Awesome. So uh, cut back to our Ocean's Eleven meeting in the uh, grain or in the shed next to some of uh, Decoy's family's property. Uh, I made you um, hand you an SD card. Like I, I thought it may be useful, and it was less useful when he got ate up. But here you go. Yeah, so, he deserved uh, it. Look at that. Look at that coat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'll uh, I'll definitely use this to uh, to for leverage. And we can say it's uh, maybe it was also a combination of the the stuff that we put we pulled together off of his Ubix specs. Um, so going so to mechanically, say, is this increasing the price? What I'm going to say is that that was that uh, foresight check allowed you to have made those recordings and have 
pulled that information and had it ready. What I need you to do now is somebody's going to have to have an action that they actually exploit that information. Is going to have to do somebody besides Nick is going to have to do something with that information to affect your price. We could anonymously distribute the thing and uh, create and the that. idea that we have um, immigrants from up north coming south. They're going to uh, swamp our economy and steal all our food. What I'm saying is we need to make elevation races. <laughs> that would we it's, a good way of, it's a good way of price gouging. Yeah, so all the takers. Like, Historically, we, we, it works. We, we can say that we took out, uh, in that case, since we're not just presenting it to him, I wouldn't want to put like privy details and stuff like that in it that, to that job. But, you know, a nice bit of editing or something like that could have strung it together to where it would like, we can Fox News fearmonger that. Just remember to refer to the Minnesotans as Southern makes It sells it in the setting. <laughs> uh, you can, I will, I will make sure that we understand. Uh, you can present it to him, to Jed directly, and not involve other people if you want to use it that way. But that would need to be an event that occurred before negotiations happened. It's like I'm you can just totally use it that way. Or you could go with the racism route. Um, either, either way is fine. <laughs> Fox News scrawl, Minnesota, not so nice. Canadian separatists are coming south and taking our American job. Minnesota nice, to your face. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it's however you guys want to handle it. Um, I just want to make sure that you're, like, I'm not excluding the idea of you being able to take it to Jed directly, but it needs to be its own action, not, like, next can't just pull it out in the middle of negotiation. Okay, that's cool. So I could use networking and a charge off my Ubix to, like we said, distribute that quietly, um, our propaganda. Mm-hmm. Is that acceptable, guys? If y'all don't think it's going to like tur- like come back to bite us in the ass later, sure. Let's go for uh, it. Why would, why would it do that? Uh, that is a fail on my part. Okay, so I hey, have this, We can always uh, tap unless... a reference, y'all. I have this uh, willpower here. Some dude that's a madcap. Um, and I am more than happy to turn your failure into a critical failure, sir. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Sounds like that's a done deal. So what I'm going to say is you like the very first person that you think to distribute this information to. You're like, I know there's people that are big wigs in this enclave and they've already shown an interest in this stuff. And if I take it to them, like they could use this for their own gains and gouge even more money out of this. Um, so you go straight to Leroy Smith. Leroy Smith is the head of the shipping hands. Uh, he's one of the people that uh, also involved in possibly recruiting people to come and try to steal the job from you in the last uh, in the last session. Um, he is exuberant to have this information. Um, he will actually just flat out pay uh, Vaughn like five bounty. He just says. Because I appreciate you coming to talk to me about this, I'm going to give you this money. Anything else that comes up along this lines, you don't even have to give me exclusive rights. As long as you keep me in the know, there'll be five bounty right here on this table waiting for you every time. And then he tells you that he will handle the rest of it. Not a problem at all. We're good to go. Um, he'll, he'll get word out. He's got contacts all over the place. You know, the shipping hands, they do business all over the loss. Uh, you know, they travel hundreds of miles in any one direction on a regular basis, so they, they, they've got distribution handled. Don't even worry about it. But the real question is, does this affect the price of the job? Oh, indeed, it's going to affect the price of the job. <laughs> Great! Uh, so, 
what happens is when we come back to negotiations now, um, Jed pulls a tablet out of his desk, hits a couple buttons, says, look, I believe, I believe you. I believe that your heart is in the right place. I believe that you are a true and loyal friend and member of our community and that you have the best interests of elevation at heart. I do. And he flips the deal around and it's propaganda stuff that was supposed to be disseminated. And he just, he hands you the tablet. And basically what it is, is it's blackmail from Jones, not Jones from Smith, um, trying to exploit more money out of Jones. So Leroy Smith is using it to blackmail Jones. Basically, he says, I will give this to everybody around here. I will put it on a projector and project it on the sides of the elevators here in elevation so that everybody can see you don't give me an exuberant amount of money. Like, he's asking for, like, 200 bounty, just flat bounty. Um, Jones says, look, I can't afford not to pay this. Like, there's just no way I, I, I have to pay to keep him quiet. Because if he if he lets this get out, like, it's going to be chaos and madness and people are going to panic. A uh, little bit of society that we have here will come crashing down. What What is he saying the video proves? Video, the, what he's, the narrative he's spinning with it is that um, we're trying to sell off everything and flee and leave everybody else here destitute. We're going to sell off all the grain and those of us, like me and the ranch hands, are going to just take all that bounty and run. That's not the case. It's not, in, in fact, not anything that we're doing. But but because he has to pay this 200 he doesn't have much of anything to pay us, I think, right? Well, uh, so what he, what, what's going to happen as a result of that critical failure is that he's going to push you down twice. That's just, that's going to happen. Fuck. My bad, guys. Seems like a good idea on paper. <laughs> uh Basically, he says, because one of your guys fucked this up so bad, like, the only way I can pay this off and that we can continue forward and, and keep everybody safe is if I take the money I set aside to pay you guys to pay him off. So you don't have a choice. You have to take this lower pay. This is where you just walk off the of dumb like, oh, no, actually, I don't. Peace. <laughs> In Deny the, the premise. I kind of want to say that we could use the information I pulled off the Ubix to show that Jones tried to steal the... I don't know. Never mind. I, 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 I could figure something out if I had the time, but it sounds like that I don't have a chance to come up with anything. Um. So what I'm going to say is that he's going to have a push... Like, you had a push of three last time? Yeah. I'm going to have a push of three this time. He's going he's gonna to use that basically like a, a critical success on a on a two push for him to have three. Okay. You still have your action this round. Yeah. Right? But you're only pushing, I mean, unless you use something else, you're only pushing the, the, the one right now. There's I, decoy's positive rep spot. Yeah, I was, was going to use that. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Jones. Um, I, the, I have no idea what he was thinking exactly. That is not at all what the breadwinners were hoping for. Um, I mean... I, I still think that well, well we'll we'll have we'll have a sit down and discuss this. But this is not a part of the uh, breadwinner's um, licensing agreements. Yeah, uh, but you, there is a way to spin this. You, we have the Ubic data showing that Jones was trying to to steal the information. We we could come up with a way to spin it. Plus, we we still have decoy on our side. The 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 enclave enclave loves him. They would find it hard to believe 
that he would have anything to do with a grain smuggling scheme, flee the the uh, the area. Um, plus, it would uh, decoy was was essential in defeating those there. I would go as far as saying raiders who were sent from, by the hands. Um, he had a cool collective approach. He coordinated the attack. He himself took out one of them with a single shot. Um, I, I think together we can work around. We we have we have the branding, the logo, the image to to come back from it. Don't 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 completely think this is all for a loss. We we will come back from it if we work together and use everything we have available. Does that sound good for usage of the positive rep spot? <laughs> Decoy is the face of the, the the brand. This is about as good as you're going to get given the situation. I think, yeah. Uh, so, and I really meant that as a persuasion, not a deception. <laughs> so give me, uh, give me a persuasion. Uh, that is a failure, but I will make that a success with the will. Okay. So you're going to be pushing two, and I'm going to be pushing three. We are currently at hazard and 100% markup, so I drop you guys down to labor, and I come down to hazard pay, because yeah. we do vote down the one in my favor. Uh, so go ahead and make me the final leadership check to see who meets who. Oh, please, please, please. Now look, please. if that fucks up again, Nick, I think you should take your dice and sit them in the corner of the room, and I want them to think about what the fuck they're doing. They got a crit success before. Let's hope they can do it again. Success, 13 over 2. Okay, so you guys get hazard pay once again. <laughs> Is it another 20-leg job? <laughs> no, uh, this one's only a three-leg job today. Uh, but you do make the hazard pay, which is awesome. Uh, the base pay for the job, since nobody actually found that out, uh, is 16, I believe. I put that right there in front of me. Uh, yes, 16 base pay for the job. Breakpoint should be the same as last time, which was 14. Um, legs for hazard pay would give us a 12, so that puts us at uh, math 42, I believe. Is that correct? Sounds correct. My chicken scratch arithmetic is in agreement, so 42. Okay. Off the you're breathing in the mic. Oh, sorry. Okay, so um, Jones, you know, you guys like hash out the details, and Jones finally says, okay, so here's here's the job. I think we're, you know, we've we've come to an agreement. Here's what Here's what I need to have happen, okay? Um, I've got some specialists coming in from this enclave up in Colorado called Trabajo. Um, Refurb and Reperb, Reperp are their names. Um, they do, they, they've got like a train engine and some um, equipment and stuff with it. They do like mobile repairs and stuff on the rail line. Uh, like they're kind of like mechanics for hire. Um, they're bringing some specialized equipment down to uh, clear the railway tracks. Um, one of the places you guys went through on the last job uh, was a little small town called Garden City. They had a uh, industrial rail yard there. Um, the tracks are intact through there, uh, but we have to clear some uh, train cars off the tracks to make sure that uh, the train can pass through there without any problem. <clears throat> um, I don't have like just train engines and mechanics and stuff sitting around ready to go do that. So I had to pull them in to get it done. You're going to escort them there, protect them while they work. And then that's it. This one's not um, necessarily a big complicated job for you guys, other than um, it's going to be loud. Uh, you know, train engines by themselves, just in idle uh, are, you know, tens of decibels in, in volume. Uh, and that base that they generate can, travel great distances and attract a lot of casualties around. 
Um, so yeah, are they here at the enclave, and we're escorting them there? Or are we meeting them along the way? It sounded like you said they were coming from a different enclave. They're coming. They're coming from a different enclave in Colorado. They're coming out of the enclave called Trabajo. Um, you can either wait for them to come by the, the area here and hop a ride with them out to the job site, uh, or you can meet them at the job site. Uh, I mean, they're they're on the railway. They're not going to be like they can they can get there. That's not the problem. The problem is when they get there and they have to start working. Uh, that we need you guys there to protect them. Okay, uh, so I'll discuss. Good, uh, I'll do I'll, that. I'll discuss this with the crew, but for obviously. NDA and keeping the information to a minimum, it might be better to have us have them meet us there and not come anywhere near LA. But I mean, I'll consult with my crew and we'll give you the final word. They're not. They're not going to be coming here directly. Oh, okay. Um, okay. They're going to be passing by to the north of us. Um, so, out of character, the mechanical difference is um, you can hitch a ride with them for essentially no legs to get to the job site, uh, or you can you can meet them there. Uh, have them meet you there, but you have three legs to get there. Okay, sound like we were escorting with them the entire way. Uh, then, yeah, I'll, I'll consult my crew and get back to you about that. So, Vaughn, how are Good you? Good news, guys. <laughs> Good news, guys. I've got five bounty to add to the pot this time. <laughs> yeah. Do you know that that's a net loss? N- no. What do you mean? Uh, apparently, that was used as blackmail against our employer. And he had to take some money that he was going to possibly pay us to pay the blackmail. Oh. <sighs> well, ain't that just the way? Who did you go to? You you went to Shipping Hands directly, or did you go to someone else who then eventually made its way to Shipping Hands? Well, I I you know looked around a little bit and uh, ended up talking to Leroy, the guy who possibly hired or hinted for freelance to come after us. And possibly the other guy that we enforced the NDA against. Well, that's how we knew he would want the info, right? Okay. Can't argue with that. <laughs> can, can can we agree, guys, not to, to do anything with shipping hands from now on unless we all agree upon it? Or or was this all agreed upon? I sorry, I was I was I was out selling get selling gear and getting ready for negotiations. I, I wasn't exactly in the know about this. But one hundred percent. Wait, what? Oh it no, it's it's Clasped on on Vaughn's shoulder. It was it wasn't what we intended, but it was a it was a group decision, and it it's as much my fault as it is Vaughn's. I, I, it no, was kind of my idea to to spin it that way. So Wait, yeah, you guys we, recorded that? Maybe, maybe, but yeah, yeah. Why am I lying? Yeah, yeah, I did. But that's that's like look, yeah. We'll 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 keep we'll keep it above board. We're, you know, sorry. No, it's it's fine. Sorry, I'm I'm venting a little bit. It, it was kind of. It came as a shock to me in the middle of a negotiation. He just threw it on me, and I, I guess I'm sort of still de-stressing a little bit from that. Sorry, it's 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 fine. I know it wasn't your intention. Just just I needed to let it out for a second. <laughs> Meanwhile, Vaughn just has a very red face and kind of a faraway look in his eye. <laughs> okay, well let's just let's just keep going. He 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 wanted to keep with us, fortunately. Um, and we have a decision. Um, we're gonna go uh move some train cars off the line for uh for future jobs. Uh, and we're going to be helping protect the people who are going to do that work. Uh, we can either meet them along the way and have them ride us into the site, or we could just go there on our own. Uh, whatever you guys want, uh, either is up. Either is fine with me. How much did the uh, the job end up paying then? Uh, we're going to get forty two bounty on it, 
not counting anything we salvage along the way. So we're uh, we're walking there and scavenging is what I'm. Well, we could take the truck. We could take more sca- scavenging with us if we had the truck. True. How many haul do we get with a vehicle mechanically? Nine. I think, I think it has a haul rating of eight or nine. I believe it was nine. Hey man, we made a payment on this truck. We might as well use it, but we'll scavenge along the way. I'll post a photo of it to the Discord if Adam or whoever's in charge of the server wants to pin the post. Yeah, I can. Sean, is this the nicest group of you've ever played with? It's like, oh, you fucked. It's okay. Well, I don't, like everyone else would have been like, nope, he's dead. He's dead to us. Um, we're all pretty genial, honestly. <laughs> it's actually really nice. Like, I'm enjoying the interactions here because everybody is nice and it's not just murder hobos like we all started we we formed the bread breadwinners as a taker crew because we all got along we're like i bet we could do a business together guys we all made it youth camp <laughs> <laughs> hmm. okay so i'm all in favor of the truck um by the way if we had to move stuff and things like that having horsepower it, doesn't be have, it has a winch too so has a winch we may have to kite some with the vehicle to we, keep, we may, we may have to kite some winches. Uh, wrong, yeah. Wrong <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you sorry. I don't me. understand, skids. Oh, also, obviously, in case you guys didn't realize it, but uh, Jones said it would probably be a very noisy job, so we're going to expect uh, casualties. All right, let's go ahead and do a shopping list real quick here. Since we got stuff to. Uh, we got room for transportation. I really feel like extra am- ammunition would probably be good, and we never can go too wrong with uh, extra rations and stuff like that. Um, so, what kind of what is everybody in favor of um, extra ammo? Could be a smart move. Um, we're a little more liquid this time, so it's not an, not as much of an issue. Um, I, I think, don't know what the site looks like, but obviously casualties can't climb. Do we want to invest in some rope and ladder so we can get to high places? Or do you think that will trap us on an island of casualties? They can we're swarm either, pretty bad. We're either in the island or we're in uh, we're in the ocean of casualties. I, like, if it gets to that point, we're pretty we're jolly well screwed anyway, unless you want to pay somebody to fly a drone in to airlift your ass to run, <laughs> running distance. Another thing we could do is try to get supplies to fortify the area. Because the casualties are going to come, but we could probably probably try to build something up, like you know, defense defensive structures. Are you thinking like defense, defense, or like active defense, like uh, Vaughn's mines over there? Although that would just attract more in the long, I guess. Uh, defense, defense. I think would probably be the smarter move. Wish we had, is there like a decoy of sorts? Hey, yeah, that's me. Uh, I, I guess if we wanted to get a, if we had like a drone expert, that would help. Or uh, if I mean. I we, I doubt anyone has access to it. If we get a punch bot out here, all oh, that would be amazing. Well, okay. So let's go ahead and like let's say ammo right now. Like I was talking mechanically of like I don't know about actually like structures and investing and that kind of stuff with the marks that we're taking. I mean, if it was people, we were worried about a ghillie suit or something to cover the truck up with. But since we're running loud anyway with the train, I don't think stealth's an issue. Uh, you know, it'd be nice if we had something that worked like a wounded rabbit call. Which I don't know. I'm sure that I'm may not be the only one knows what this is. But if you're like predator hunting, like coyotes and stuff like that, the uh, excuse me, coyotes, uh, you uh, can buy these little calls that uh, just mimic a hurt rabbit and stuff like yeah. that. If we could, if we had like, if you all could think of some technology we had that could actually 
but then again, I don't think there's no way it's going to be above a train. I'm essentially just thinking yeah. out loud. Uh, I was going to say it's yeah. got to be louder than a train. Screamers. <laughs> Veblen goods. Uh, gear guide happens to have things like fireworks. Veblen's good. <laughs> Tell me more about this. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe maybe uh, we could uh, go a, a distance around the site and set off a whole bunch of fireworks trying to pull them away from the train area out of the noise zone of the train yard before we even start the trains. You know, clear it out so the noise isn't attracting anything because it's been cleared out. Yeah, another thing we could do um, is get screamers and flashbangs from the red markets proper. Mm -hmm. Also a thing. I think fireworks is cheaper, though. Probably. Weigh in on this, buddy. What do you think? Well, I mean... We're not setting up house there. We just have to keep it secure long enough to do our business and get out. I like the idea of the fireworks. Um, I like the idea of the screamers. We don't, I mean, we rolled through there. What do we remember from rolling through that area before? Um, how dry was it? It was dry enough. Like Dry it enough it to like start a fire? A forest fire, maybe? Or a plains fire? Uh, I mean, maybe. It's in a, it's in a rail yard. Um, so, like... We could we could also get to the site and assess it once we get there. Oh no, I don't mean start a fire in the rail yard. I mean start a fire like a leg or two away. So that that's going on before the train comes in. The, the casualties be well, they're not just associated with noise. They are, they're also attracted to sound and light. So um, I would say that that is, a, a fire would be a viable option if there is um, the, the geogra- geography permits. Um, you guys. Like you went through the area, but you didn't really pay that close of attention to it because that wasn't what you were um, looking for at the time. Um, you do know that the rail park itself, you remember the rail park. Um, there's several large buildings. There's like a big concrete plant or something like that on it, uh, on site. Um, there was a pretty significant series of uh, like crude oil tanks along the railway that looked like they'd been struck by lightning at some point and caught fire. Um, there's There's lots of terrain and stuff there on site uh, that you could use um, if you wanted to plan for something like that, like actually make a plan for something like that, you'd need to either uh, pull up information on it now so that you can get, you're not just counting on what, what you can remember, uh, or you'd have to get to the site itself and then you can make plans. Alright, well I'm very much not research oriented, so I, I can do research. I have research. If you guys would like to do some research to find out some, some more stuff about the site, you are welcome to. Um, I mean, we could also, it, it depends on if we want to, like, fly stuff in when we're at the site, because we could definitely assess it while we're at the site, instead of, like, get old photos of the site. In that I'm, case, we could just get the ammo and the fireworks and just call it, and then if we need anything additional. And I mean, you can always, like, everything is for sale and uh, for delivery at a cost, so if there's something that you decide you need or you want when you get there, like, you can purchase it and have it delivered. Yeah. My, my point is just that if we do the research, it's going to be not like up to date current information. It'll be like if it's the weather, it'll be an estimate. If it's conditions, it'll be whoever passed through there last and happened to remember to document it on whatever site I find it on. An Angel Fire website. Yeah, it would be easier to assess a uh, assess the actual grounds once we get there. Okay. So, um, question: Does chlorine gas work on zombies? They don't have a need to breathe. Don't, That's why yeah, they sink in. Didn't the think water. so. <laughs> I'm starting to think that these uh these grenades were a poor investment. No, oh, don't worry, you had to end up killing them. Investment in the Veblen goods market? No. What are you talking about, Sean? There's plenty of good investment. Just buy it now and see for yourself. 
Uh, okay, so even things moving. Uh, yeah. Consensus is that we're going to buy some ammunition and some fireworks here and then go on to the job site and see if we need to buy anything else. I think that's probably the smartest move. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we need to get a networking check from Next probably to see if we can get stuff purchased. Yes, I will use my laptop to end that check. Uh, success, 11 over 4. Okay, you can get um, one refresh of ammunition for each of you. Uh, and I will say that that will cost you one bounty uh, for each. So it'll be four bounty total. Um, and then the fireworks is not a problem. You have your tough spot says that you can uh, get those at at cost. So uh, I thought I had that pulled up. and I That would be two. Two? Yep, there it is. Two. So six bounties that you need to have to get what you wanted before you head out. Here's the five that I got from Leroy. <laughs> Anyone okay. have an extra bounty? I mean, I can go ahead and pony up one. Hold on, let me pull out my sheet of paper that's an actual account. Yeah, I'll I'll throw in one then. Is, is that all you need? One, or do you need more? Just one. Just there one. Okay. Uh, so, anything else that anybody wants to do before they jump the fence? Um, how many legs is it? Sorry, three. Three legs. Three. So, have your truck though, so you can skip those if you want to just get there. Or, or we can see what's going on and maybe decide to skip them if we make a successful athletics, if we decide, or not athletics, uh, awareness, if we decide we want to skip them, mm-hmm. or if there's something cool to look at that we want to salvage. Personally, I think we should probably t- hit the legs, because uh, we need to make some money here. Yeah, especially yeah. if we want to do some uh, purchases on site as well. Yeah. I like, agree. As of right now, I think we're all going to be operating at a loss. Probably getting close to it. Um, okay, so what we will do then uh, is everybody needs to make me a self-control check as they jump the fence and head out into the, uh, the wilds of the loss. Every time you leave the safety of your enclave, it is stressful. That is a success. I have a very special gift for you, Sean. Yeah? It's a crit fail. Pretty I cool. made it. I made this for you. I appreciate it so much, sir. Uh, so- I also want to point out, last session, Decoy also crit failed when leaving the enclave. <laughs> Well, it comes back. It comes back to that uh, that PhD in shooting rats. Like yeah. you've totally got the skills whenever you're you're at home in the safety of the enclave. You know, going out there uh, where it all becomes real gets the nerves up a bit. Um, so what I'm going to say is it's nothing if you succeed. It's one to stress if you fail. Uh, for Chris specifically, because everything you've done so far with decoy, as far as like your uh, work actions and stuff like that, have been. Uh, involving drinking heavily i will allow this to be a regular failure if you want but you are drinking on the job to cope oh god uh what do you guys think well mechanically what if we argue about that like what would you hit him with uh just uh, two stress i guess he would lose one stress for um the regular failure if he's gonna be drinking on the job but it's also gonna make all you guys test again when you realize that your coworker is like drinking on the job uh, it's going to be a three-point stress hit for a critical fail if you just take the critical. I'm willing to risk it if, if everyone else is. It's your own call. Chris, you make the ultimate decision. It's your character. <laughs> um, so uh, Decoy is going to be all real sneaky-like about that, too. I'm sure no one will notice. Do you smell Listerine, Vaughn? Mm. Okay. Maybe. Uh, so, mm. Chris, put on Decoy's character sheet that you now have Hooch, which is a 
another wonderful item available for everyone in the Veblen Goods. Uh, you do have hooch with five charges. Um, because you're drinking on the job, however, uh, for the remainder of the first leg we do, you will have five stun to the head. Oh, that boy. Does, that does reset for every uh, leg or scene to use it. But like this first leg, you're going to be a little bit tipsy and have five stun to the head. Um, I do want to point out, I also have stims. So despite not being addicted to anything, Decoy, uh, Decoy likes to party, apparently. Nothing, nothing, no addictions yet, but we're working on that. <laughs> Don't you dare lose your positive rep spot. <laughs> <laughs> I lose my positive rep, rep spot by just becoming a real junkie. Uh, everybody else needs to make me another self-control uh, to stress, um, because while he does try to hide it, uh, Deco is not, not that subtle. Everybody can uh, catch on to the fact that he is, in fact, day drinking while you're out on the job. And that's a I fail. Pass. Like- well, I guess like player, like character. <laughs> uh, it is another point. If you fail, if you succeed, uh, you don't take anything other than the fact that, you know, you have to work with this guy that you can't really trust anymore because he's intoxicated on the job. Oh, God, we're going to have to do a safe out of bail thing next. <laughs> uh, so we left off with a networking check for ammo and firecrackers? Yes, you did succeed in spending the six bounty to get a refresh of ammunition for everybody and a set of fireworks for the team. Okay, and now we're driving with a drunk on a rail. Indeed. <laughs> it's singing Tom Waits songs. Oh, God. Okay, so what about that first leg? That sounds fun. <clears throat> okay, so... <clears throat> uh, off we go on our high rail truck into the wild blue yonder. Um, these are actively on the lookout for stuff to, to salvage and make a little bit of extra money this time around, where you weren't really doing that on the, the trip out before. Um, you were making a whole lot more money on that first trip than you were on this one. Uh, so not very far away, uh, maybe an hour or two worth of driving down the railroad tracks, uh, and you come across a, uh, a small, uh, like, Intersection, uh, like a roadway that crosses a rail crossing. God, that was, I don't know why that was hard to communicate, but that was apparently. Um, there's a road that comes up and, and crosses over the railway, and there's a house um, not not very far off of that crossing. Um, the house itself looks like it's really pretty intact, hasn't really been messed with at all. Um, in the front yard of that house, there is a dog. Um, it's not a very big dog. Like a, like a Jack Russell Terrier or something like that, um, that is outside and barking absolutely like a madman at you. I don't remember seeing this dog when you passed by this area last time. Was it, some new neighbor. Yeah. was it sitting outside the house like it belonged at the house, or was it just happened to be sitting on the lawn of the house? Um, so it it you probably really couldn't tell. It's, it's out there in front of this house. Um, it's not like leaving. It's not like passing through. It doesn't look like. Like it's it's not leaving the general area of the house. Okay. Um, but it is it's making a heck of a noise at you guys as you're you're coming up to it. So it's not tethered to anything. No, it's not tied down or anything like that. Okay. And it's barking at us, not at the house, correct? Okay. okay Anyone good with animals? <laughs> well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boy Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not like that. I meant like being friendly with animals, not putting down animals. Uh, I mean, friendly, yeah, but not in a professional fashion. Uh, 
I, I guess I could I could check to see if there's a Ubix signal at all coming from the house. It's been to charge off of your uh, Ubix or your uh, laptop. Do laptop. That's not hungry. <laughs> you don't find any active Ubix signals in the area. Okay. Well, whoever's uh, if there's anyone in relation to the dog, they don't. They're not going to call for backup or help or anything. It's a little uh, Jack Russell. He said. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wouldn't mind going in. I had a character I had my ear a little bit off by Jack, or I have it served back on my head. <laughs> lead, lead, lead the way, decoy. I know you took down that one raider's guard dog with just your bare fist. So you can handle some little little dog. You got this. Don't worry about it. I've got a spear. It's fine. <laughs> so you're going, you're going down there then, decoy. Yep. Okay. Uh, so you get within about oh, 15 or 20 feet of the the Jack Russell. It doesn't really seem like it's aggressive necessarily. It's just uh, loud. Like Jack Russells are a little bit hyper. It bounces around a lot. It barks a bunch at you. Mm-hmm. Um, once you get within about 15 feet of it, though, uh, it starts to back up. Like it goes, it's like it's going back to the house. It's not really sure if uh, it likes you or not. Um, so it's 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 backing up some back towards the house. If you would like to be able to approach the dog, like it won't rush run away from you. Uh, make me. Oh, like a sensitivity or something like that, maybe? You know I don't have that. Uh, I can make an awareness check. (laughs) I can give it some grain. Yeah, there you go. Um, Just give me, just give me, roll black and red. Just roll, roll black and red. Um, that is two black, red seven. Two black, red seven is what you said? Yep. Okay, yeah. Uh, So it doesn't, it doesn't seem... To like really trust you, like it's not sure if you're one of those things that like is gonna kill it or not, because casualties have a have a habit of killing dogs that come up to them. Um, so it, it barks a few more times and uh, runs back towards the house. It runs, uh, but it doesn't run into the house. It runs back behind the. House. How's the the terrain around the house? Is it, is there a fence? Is it hilly? Uh, it's overgrown grass. Um, you know, like lawn grass. It's gotten overgrown and weeds. Um, it's, you know, knee high to, to waist high in places. Hey gang, uh, it looks all right. Possibly dog ran out back. Uh, want to try to check out this house? I guess we should knock on the door and see if anyone's there. Want to just see if it's unlocked and go sure. on in. Uh, yeah, knock on the door. Okay. So where is everybody else? Cause technically uh, decoy is the only one that said he's going down there. Is there like a stoop or a porch or anything? There's a small porch area on the on the front of the house. Okay, and I assume there's like a small walkway to the street, like a I'll I'll be like on the front lawn, kind of not like all the way up to the house, but I'll be close enough to support him and to step in as a speaking person if they're actually someone who opens the door. Okay. And where is Skids and Vaughn at? I, I would say I want to hop back to the the truck and just kind of pull it up in the driveway. So if we have to load anything up we're nice and close to load anything up if we have to split we can split okay i will walk with uh decoy decoy okay actually uh, i will lead decoy because i like i have a i just kind of you know step in front of him kind of you know and uh kind of make my way like slowly into the house and if it's dark in the house i'll probably cut on my headlamp okay uh so decoy and uh Skids get up to the front porch and are going to knock on the door. Next, I need you to roll me an awareness check. Uh, do this at a plus one red. Oh, joy. Oh, that's a failure. Hey. I'm going to switch uh, the dice again. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> yeah. you 
don't notice this in the more absolutely around it. And when the dog's finally starts to growl really lowly at you, um, when you turn one around, of the dogs. one of the dogs, when you turn around to be like, what the hell is that? Uh, there are several fairly large breeds of dogs, some like pit bulls, some Rottweilers, some uh, maybe a Doberman. Uh, ooh, we could do a, a Malinois because uh, those guys are scary when they look mad at you. Um, <clears throat> but they all look very hungry, uh, and you look very appetizing. Uh, so I'm going to need you to make me an athletics check to dodge uh, as four dogs are going to try to bite you. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so that was one ration just for traveling the leg, by the way, right? Okay, so I'll spend one to make the athletics roll, and I'm going to spend another, let's say, three for a total of four spent. So that gives me a plus three, and I have a plus one naturally, so plus four to the roll. Thank um, God I did that. Eight you want to get away from there next? Because I have a very easy solution to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so next, you managed to dodge out of the way of one. There are three others that are all going to come in and try to bite you as well. So what I once they actually attack, everybody is going to to know this because it's going to get loud really quick. Um, but they were they were sneaky up until this point. So next, what I need you to do is I need you to roll um, black and red three times for me. I spend Anything, a ration for each time. Oh, this is going to be dogs biting you. You you've spent your twitch already. You don't get to have multiple dodge attempts. Anything that you roll that would be in the chest or head for the location move to a limb of your choice. They're only going to get legs or arms. Okay. Um, let's see. Roll number one. Uh, that's four damage to location eight. So I'm just... Can I, can I move all the chest stuff at the end? Or do you prefer me to do it beforehand? It doesn't matter. Take your... However you want to do it. Okay. But they, like the a, a dog's not going to latch on to your, to your chest. So... No, I, I know. I just... It, it's more brutal if I don't choose where to move it as soon as I get the damage. Uh, it's two to seven. It's all going to my chest, fortunately. And that is 3 to 10, which is my head. Uh, so I can move all the locations. I'm going to move the 2 to my leg, my left leg. And I'll move 4 to my left arm and 3 to my right arm. So just repeat that. 2 to left leg, 3 to left arm, 4 to right arm. Okay. Uh, then I need you to make a resistance check. You cannot spend extra rations for a bonus on that. You have to spend the one to make it. can't spend extra. Okay. Uh... I don't have any resistance, so I guess I'm just rolling under my potential? Um, no. If you don't have the skill, I'm going to say that the dogs succeed in dragging you down. <laughs> Suffer the, the knockdown effect. You are brought down onto the ground as the dogs all grab a limb and latch on and are trying to uh, eat you alive, essentially. The good news is, is that this all makes a lot of noise, and everybody gets to see right in the nick of time as Nex gets dragged down to the ground. Um, in the in the tall grass, uh, as there are four dogs actively trying to eat him. Three of them have a hold of him right now. Uh, and at that point, we're going to do initiative. Yay! So everybody, roll me a black plus speed. Three, ten. Oh wait, uh, eleven. I have a speed of three. I'm sorry, I was the wrong thing. Uh, shoot, four. For me being so damn quick, I'm slow. I got a six. All right, I believe that means I'm up first. So, um, decoy gets to go first. Yes. Take a deep breath, Nex. <gasps> I'm so happy. I get to use chlor. <laughs> I get to use tear gas on a dog. I'm so happy that you're attacking a dog. So, uh, would throw throwing a, a grenade be a resistance check? That's athletics. 
Athletic, oh, athletics, even better. Okay, uh, that is a nine over one as I throw a uh, grenade full of tear gas and chlorine gas. Do I have any chance to, to take a breath and hold it, or am I screwed there, Sean? Uh, I will say yes, you absolutely have a chance to take a breath and hold it. Um, still going to get um, three stun to the chest from the tear gas element. That doesn't require you to breathe it in to be effective. Okay. The chlorine can still hurt you too, even if you're not breathing it in necessarily, but it's not going to like straight up just all that much damage. Tear gas definitely will take its effect. So that's decoys round. Uh, Next, you are next to act. Uh, You are being pinned to the ground currently by three dogs with the fourth one uh, running around to come and grab another arm that's open. Uh, Would you like to do, sir? I I guess I can't become unpinned. Uh, you would have to make a resistance check to do that, and you don't have the skill. Um, I will say that I would give you a default roll um, to try to break free. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm imagining like the smoke grenades just like going off right in front of his face. Basically. I don't have any melee skills at all. I can't even like punch him. Can he hold his turn till someone else acts? Yeah. That, Absolutely. That, that is a possibility. Yeah, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold my action now. Okay. Uh, so the next one to go is the dogs. Um, <clears throat> one is going to run away, so you're down to three, because the tear gas and the chlorine gas uh, sucks for dogs, and they don't like it. Um, one that hasn't bit you yet is going to hesitate just outside of the growing cloud of gas, because that shit's weird, and he's not sure what to do with it. The other two still have a hold of you, and they're going to um, hold and, and rend a little bit, for lack of a better term. Uh, so... The two on your left, the left leg and the left arm, uh, both need to roll damage again. So just roll, just roal a black, and you'll take damage to those two. Those them. Uh, you said which one? Sorry. Uh, one that's one's on your arm and one's on your leg. Okay. Uh, so I'll do the leg first. Uh, that is another two damage. You said this is kill damage, right? Dogs do kill damage. Yeah, just wanted to be sure. Um, I'm gonna roll the red die just to do an arm. Which arm? Uh, to determine which arm because you didn't specify which arm got released. Uh, I thought it was two arms and one leg. Oh, it was two arms and one leg. Okay. Um, let's yeah. do both on the left because I'm I'm fun like that. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I will I will roll them. Uh, five damage for a total of eight to my left arm, and now I have a total of four on my left leg. Nice. Uh, next to act would be skids. Yeah, that sounds fun. You know what? Can I skids? see pretty good through the? Uh... Like where I'm at, can I see pretty good through the tear gas so I could get a good shot on a dog? Um, it would make the shot difficult. Like I would say it would be a precision roll because the tear gas itself and the smoke, uh, the smoke grenade upgrade specifically Necess- is to uh, hinder sight. So it is necessarily a precision roll too because it's firing into melee. That's true too. Yeah, um, that's fine. Handgun. I will say. I will say though, skids, you are reckless. And if you want to will, um, you could recklessly run into this to go save your friend. I will recklessly run in with a tomahawk. (laughs) Get the dogs off of him, yeah. Yeah, so keeping my breath. Yeah, we can hold our breath equal to a number of rounds equal to our speed. Also, I do want to point out um, any action that would require you dodging, so long as you are affected by the tear gas, um, will have a plus three red to it. That's fine. I've got like a helmet doesn't do good, but I got a face plate. So if I get anything to the face, I can probably soak all that with the helmet. Um, this also means you effectively have a plus three black when attacking the dogs. 
who okay. can't dodge, yeah, as well. Okay. Um, so what I'm going to say, Adam, is that you go in there, you will take three stun okay. the chest. Okay. Uh, because the tear gas stuff will still get into your eyes and your nose and stuff like that, even if you're not actively bringing it in. Okay. Uh, but you don't have to roll to hit the dogs. You're just you're in the gas cloud, and you can you can hit a dog. They're busy trying to eat him, and so they they don't dodge your attack at all. Okay, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna hit one with a tomahawk. Okay, you get rid of a dog, so we are down to two. Can I twitch to kill the other dog or try? Um, yes, you can. I'm gonna say you need to make me a resistance check to do that, and not. Like, take a breath in the exertion. So it looks like I got a two fours, so that's a success. Um, uh, would that be a critical? If it's natural, yes. Yes, natural. A natural what? I have four four. So. Four four? Yeah, that's, that's a crit success. He's holding his breath really well. <laughs> you do it. Or she's holding uh, her breath. Yeah, she's holding her breath like a champion. Uh, yeah, so you can kill off the other dog that's actually trying to eat next. There's just the one dog left that was. Um, like actively leaving the area, uh, then it would be Vaughn's turn. So I'm I'm still pulling the truck up. Uh, is it clear uh, that I could potentially hit that dog? <laughs> 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 yeah, no, you could you could make a drive check and totally hit that dog. Or is the house right behind it so that if I failed, I would hit the house? If you fail, you won't hit the house. If you crit fail, you'll hit an X. No, it's running away. The dog's from. running away. <laughs> Let's let's just say I pull between where the dog's running away and next. Not necessarily trying to hit the dog, but to provide cover. Yeah, if you want to just get between next and the dog with the vehicle, that's no problem. You can just do that. Uh, I'll do that just to make it safer. There's no no role will be involved in that at all. Jump cut to the inside of the truck. I'm pushing the recirculation button on the air conditioning. <laughs> Pulling in there. Uh, so we are effectively out of combat as far as no more dogs are going to be attacking anything. Uh, we are still going to go by rounds because Nex and Skids are still in the cloud of, uh, chlorine gas. Since I held my action, could I, for that first round, try and get up at the very least? You can absolutely get up. Um, I need you to make a resistance check, which you can default on to not take a breath while you're exerting physical effort here. Just getting chewed on by a dog and then having to stand up is is something that most people would want to go, (gasps) God damn. Nope, I didn't roll a one. I failed. (laughs) Hey! Uh, So this time you will take this directly to your chest. Roll me a uh, black die, and you will take that as stun and kill to the chest. Ah, oh, great. Seven. Okay, so seven stun and seven kill to the chest. Okay, You're going to so get that next of, round too, buddy. I'd have a total of ten stun then. Great. You are up and on your feet. Okay. Uh, so, Decoy, it is your turn now? Um. Well, problem solved. <laughs> uh, That's fair. Make an awareness che- I'll make an awareness check to see if there are any other dogs in the area. Uh, there are a couple of smaller dogs uh, that... W- come from behind the house and they're running very widely around and following the big dog that's running away. Um, I'm going to pull out my rifle, my hunting mm-hmm. rifle. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I'm taking out that big dog. It's this, is protecting, circle. this is protecting <laughs> other people in the, into the area. It's fair. Yeah. Ringing the dinner. Well, I've never said decoy was smart. <laughs> uh, yes, it does require a, a certain... role. Certain base knowledge. Uh, the the dog isn't necessarily trying to dodge, but it is running at speed, so it will require a roll to hit it. Uh, that's an 11 over 3. Yeah, that is a dead dog. <clears throat> uh, that is loud, however. Um, so 
What was the natural black and red that you rolled? Uh, seven, three. Okay, so seven casualties break out of the front door of the house uh, and are like coming out of the front door and onto the porch and into the yard at you guys. So they are effectively three shambles away to get from the house to where you're at in the yard. Um, so there was apparently casualties in the house, uh, but they didn't give too many shits about the dogs, apparently. Um, <clears throat> that's fun. Uh, next up would be Skids. I would like to uh, drag... Uh, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to help uh, next out of the cloud of uh, smoke. Not necessarily... Tor- I mean, uh, the truck still... Is the truck in it? No, the truck is not in it. All right, we're going to get up in a bit. I'm going to try to get him in the bed of the truck. Okay. Uh, that would be another resistance check. Okay. Don't forget you spend rash. Oh, I can. I forgot I had. I got to. I had to spend that. I did spend the first time. So oh, I meant like as bonuses to, with your. Yeah, you have to spend yeah. one to make the roll, but you get the you get the two for one bonus if you spend for for the bonus on top of it. So. Oh, okay. I'll for your tough spot. And, all right, for my tough spot. All right, so I will go ahead and spend and get a plus one then. And yeah, uh, God, that would be. Why am I doing suck at simple math? Five over one. <laughs> okay, uh, you can manage to get a hold of, of Nex and drag him out of the cloud and not take a breath while you're doing it. Good job, Skids. Hey, um, uh, Sean. Yes, sir. Something just came to my mind. Could I get a, a will for the PhD in shooting rats? Because that was a bad choice. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Excellent. Call down uh, a bunch of casualties for really no good reason. You have a rifle. It's not si- that's silenced, by the way. I just want to point that out to you. Yeah, but the hunting rifle's uh, more accurate. Okay, uh, so Skids gets next out of the way. Vaughn is next to act. I don't want to do anything, or are you just waiting for people to load up in the truck? Get in. Hey, okay. uh, I mean, there's next. only three of them. There's, oh, wait, seven, there's, of seven, them. there's seven of them three <laughs> away. <laughs> yeah, uh, next is next to go. You have been dragged to the pickup. I am going to, I guess. Uh, do I see the casualties or am I too busy just recovering from dog attack and being dragged and blinded and... I'm going to say you don't see them there because you've been affected by tear gas and you're a little disoriented. <clears throat> a bunch of shit just happened real fast, so you don't know that they're there. Okay, but then I'm going to flip it. I'm going to flip yell, get in. Yeah, I'm going to flip into the, the back of the, the truck and pull out and ready my SMG so it's like in my hands and I could fire it if I need to. But I'm just gonna flip, like flip over to the back, get on my back, pull out my SMG, and just breathe the fresh air. That's fair. Okay. <clears throat> uh, at this point, let's see who hasn't moved yet. Um, everybody has. Everybody's gone. But as far as I understand it, decoy never moved off the porch, right? Oh, that's right. Yep. So technically, right. they're three shamble away from me, though. No, they were three shamble away. Oh, that's yeah, because it was your deal that called them. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Say <laughs> there were three shamble away from like everybody in the yard, but it was you that called them. We'll we'll go with that. I'll be nice. Uh, so mm-hmm. they they move to um, two shambles away from you. They pile out of the house and onto the porch around you, um, and then it would be your turn. Is the truck three shamble away or uh, closer? The truck the truck would be roughly about that distance. Yeah. Okay, I move three shamble to get to the truck. <laughs> Fair. Hey. Hey, Bond, just drive slowly and we'll just shoot them. Yeah, I was thinking I just back up in the driveway a little bit and we'll just kite them yeah. a little bit. I mean, if yep. you want to, if you want to drive slow enough where we can get like one or two shamble away, I can just take them out with my spear. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's so uh, yeah. Effectively, I'm thinking of what they did in like World War Z, where you just kind of slowly drive a truck and the zombies are there, and it's like pop, pop, pop. I had the same thought. 
so at, at this point, unless you guys are going to do something, um, you know, dangerous, you can get into the pickup and either have uh, decoy stand in the back um, with his spear and just take care of him, or you can shoot them from the, the, the truck comfortably. Uh, you'll just have to spend the appropriate charges to, to kill off the seven uh, casualties. You don't actually have to make any, any rolls or anything like that. Well, I mean, if we can mix and match as opposed yeah. to just me having spent seven rations. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, so, yeah, you don't, it doesn't have to be one or the other, but like you, you can spend like a couple of rations with the spear. Somebody else can spend a couple of charges off the uh, gun. Just you have to have we'll the seven that. total. Chris, how, many, how much uh, are you going to spend on rations? I can do four, because um, I, I caused this. All right, I'll go ahead and spend uh, three off my handgun then. So, okay. pop, <clears throat> pop, pop, pop. Uh, it takes a couple minutes, uh, but the smoke grenade stops smoking, and the chlorine gas dissipates safely. Uh, so now you have a, a, a house that had casualties in it. Uh, you have the corpse of a couple dogs. Um, what do you want to do next? What the fuck, decoy? I thought there could have been somebody in the house. No, Look, I it's... meant that the chlorine gas. Hey guys, it got them away. Hey guys, can you can you try to scavenge these guys while I use some first aid here on uh, on next? Sure, I will uh, go ahead and uh, use a charge off my Ubix for uh, what's it called? Uh, Apophenia. Oh, I didn't buy that. Never mind. <laughs> I, I can use a charge off my Ubix for Apophenia, though. I can, I can scavenge, too. But, yeah. like, is it, do you just want one of us to scavenge for all, Sean? Yeah, one person will do it. One and done. Uh, right. I, got, I would have effectively three, then. Yeah, go for it, then. you got a higher number. Yeah. Listen, Nex, you would have had four dogs on you if I hadn't thrown that. I, thanks for the warning, but next time, please, like, I can't bleed, breathe chlorine. Uh, ten. Uh, that is 13 over five, black ten. Okay, uh, you can find seven bounty. Get more than the number of casualties there. But there are seven bounty mm-hmm. on the casualties. Seven bounties noted. Uh, and then we need to do a first aid check on uh, on next, I guess. Yeah, if someone could patch me up, that'd be appreciated. Um, uh, you decoy can, there. Doesn't you your uh, family do something with the dogs after they die in uh, your employ? <laughs> <laughs> can you make any use of these? Meat's back on the menu, boys. I mean, we could use this as chum. Because we're gonna—I mean, we're gonna have to deal with a horde later, anyway. So yeah, might as well throw them in the the back of the truck, I guess. All right. From from, are we allowed to turn dogs into rations? These dogs probably not. Um. So the uh, first aid checks you can do for the limbs, but you cannot do first aid on the uh the chest damage because first aid isn't gonna fix chlorine burn. Oh, right. it's just in his lungs. It's fine. Wh- which arm was the most chewed up? Uh, my left arm has eight kill on. All right, here's a charge on first aid for that. Uh, not, well, nine over, natural nine over four, but ten with my skill. So you have nine points to play with. One point will take a kill to a stun, and another, another point will take a stun and remove it completely. You can basically remove four kill and make one kill into a stun. Uh, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going to turn my eight kill on my arm to four kill, and the four kill on my leg to three kill and a stun. Because I'm prioritizing my legs over my arms, so I can run away. It's a wise decision, sir. And Red Marcus is mathematically designed to get shot in the leg with. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to point out, if I had not thrown that chlorine gas, you would have been attacked by four dogs, and you would have been much more fucked. I mean, you could have run in there and used your 
spear and your tomahawk to to off we, two of them and make two of them <laughs> have to choose between three targets. We get it, buddy. You're a hero. <laughs> <laughs> can I search the house and see if there's anything of value in there? Yes, you can. All right. So watching out. Uh, is it dark in there? Or is it enough daylight through windows? And there's enough. There's enough daylight in there that you you can manage. Okay, that is uh, seven over six. You can find any one piece of equipment of value three or less. So upkeep of three or less. Three or less. Does that include the fine goods available in the Veblen Good Book? Indeed, sir, it does. Oh. <laughs> All right, can, we, can I get back to you in a moment on there, or do you want me to decide right now? You can get back to me in a moment. It's no big deal. Okay. And uh, uh, A minigun is ten upkeep. <laughs> can't quite and get And is very, very hungry. <laughs> um. I don't. I don't remember how we were handling this because we didn't have encounters. Can I scav for. Can you do what now? Scavenge for fuel. Uh, yes, you can. Uh, that's a failure. Nothing. Nothing around here looks like it's going to have any usable fuel. Sorry. Hey, next, you want to look around in case I miss something? I don't have any scavenge. Okay. I'm more of the person who sells the stuff that gets scavenged. And the other two guys have already done scavenging checks, so that's. I mean, unless you want me to roll a base and hope to get a one. So you're saying sending you out into the loss to stock your shelves probably uh, wasn't meant to work. <laughs> That's what you have suppliers for. There's a whole, you know, uh, you know, chain of suppliers. It, it's complicated. So, uh, I, I can get into it. Okay. Chain uh, link. Onward to the next thing, or do we want to skip the next one? I think this is a vignette right here. Like, <laughs> like, we just had a drinking on the job. Uh, damage done with a decision. Like, I don't want to tear the unity of the group apart, but if everyone's okay, as we're slowly driving in the truck... Is this time I, for my employer view? Yes. If you don't want to even do a vignette, I mean, you have the truck. You can literally just spend a charge on the truck and skip. Like, just skip it outright. Well, I was thinking a nice totally vignette over a campfire with some fresh meat cooking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that Malinois didn't get any, of chlorine, any chlorine gas on it. It ran. I'll leave it up to you guys on that, though. Uh, the Parvo just shot that it didn't get, though. Ah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. Like, I honestly think this is, like, if this was a real-life kind of game, like, this is time for us to have a conversation. It's like, Decoy, are you good? Decoy? Is there something going on? How's your home life? Decoy, yeah. like, it's just going to be a, a, a regular occurring as a meat to sizzle on a spot on a spit or whatever. It's just going to be a regular kind of thing for us. Like, uh, you're going to Go out over the fence uh, drinking? Uh, I don't think so. Hope not. Just uh, had a bad, had a bad, bad day. There's been a lot of those going around lately. Can I hold on to your alcohol till we get back? Sure. I don't plan on drinking anymore. Good. So I keep it in your inventory, but you have to get it from me. <laughs> oh no, that's yours now. <laughs> <laughs> Just please. I'm not paying. I'm not paying to upkeep on hooch. You you might have had a bad day, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to. Somebody else bet two decoy hey man i i was getting you those from those dogs yeah there's i there's just many different ways to go about solving that problem and it felt like chlorine gas probably wasn't the best to keep you know casualties down the, oh they weren't casualties <laughs> they were dogs no i meant <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't waste a, i wouldn't waste a, a smoke grenade on a casualty come on i, I meant like you know <laughs> whatever you know what three upkeep sean a horse. You find a horse in the fucking cabinet. <laughs> Sorry, just a whole ass horse. 
sorry. Uh, oh man. Okay, so all right, let's get our game face on. So we got we made a little bit of money. Uh, you know, next go for the light lifting right now. Like, thank you. We're sorry. Um, like we got your back. We we got this. This team's coming together. We got no. this. No, no, that's 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 fine. That's fine. I know he might not have been in the the right right the the right state of mind. One hundred percent. I'm just asking to think things through a little bit more. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But thank you. That's thank you. Thank you for getting the dogs off me, guys. It's very appreciated. Of course. <laughs> hey, Sean, could I say that I found like how much are first aid kits? I think it's two, Benny. Uh, yeah, it's like two. I think two up. Keep yep. I was thinking either a first aid kit or if we were gonna do if we were gonna do some kiting kind of stuff like that. I, I was wondering if a bow wouldn't be a good exa- a good thing to have, just an extra thing. And if I if for put, to put extra range uh, rounds down range, so to speak. I don't know what, what you guys think, or should I just pick? You, you found it. You get to pick. I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna take first aid. I I had the skill, but I don't have the equipment, so I found a first aid kit. I'll go ahead and add that in my. Can it, can it have one upgrade on it since it was that's three? Uh, no. Okay. That's not how that works. I, uh, I mean, it's it's not bad. Brownie, you can gear yours more towards medical, and uh, I guess, Adam, you can gear yours towards more infection testing if we I, wanted to specialize first aid kits. I think that I should have. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been goddamn hilarious. <laughs> so that was leg one, and then uh, a small vignette to do for leg two. So leg three comes around. Uh, are we gonna we're gonna check this one out? Or are we gonna spend charges to skip it? Or what are we gonna do? Let's let's check this one out initially. We could always just drive on by after we assess the situation. You see a small dog standing in front of a house. <laughs> I shoot the motherfucker. <laughs> you uh, see a small dog standing next to a small raccoon. Well, my initial oh, no. thought was to just shoot the dog, but if it was the alpha leg, that would have been terrible. <laughs> Um <laughs> uh, so as you're you're driving on the way, um on you get a call on Ubik. It is L. Okay, I pick up. Um so L is like super, super excited. Like she hasn't been this exuberant in years. Uh she's like in like without even like bothering to listen to anything to try to say, she's like in the middle of giving you a, a tour of uh your new house and she is so excited and so thankful that whatever it is that you're doing whoever it is that you're working for um you know the this uh this leroy guy came by uh and said that they they had the new property all, all lined up and ready for her to move in uh she's already grabbed all our all your stuff um you know it smells a little funky with all the the biodiesel over here um in the the motor pool section of elevation um but like it's going to be an actual, um, like, uh, I went freaking blank on this, like, uh, the storage container, like a, a semi-trailer, um, like just for you guys, like it's made out of metal. It's got doors on it. You can close it and lock it from the inside. Like it'll have privacy. Uh, like, you know, it's the, the motor pool section is kind of loud with like the maintenance on semi trucks and stuff like that, but it's a different noise. It's not the clacking of teeth from being close to the fence. And and she has real walls, not a tarp. And it's the best thing ever. Hey, uh, do you know my friend Nex and his friend Steve? Are you asking this of her? Of her, yeah. Uh, no, she does not know. That. Well, there's there's a shop. It's over in the uh, kind of back where we're moving from. You should uh, ask him if he wants to help uh, help you move in. Just you know, 
be friendly like. My friend Nex's friend Steve could help move since we're I'm, we're out working on a job together. Uh, she is in such a exuberant mood that she is more than happy to do so, uh, and she could really use the help anyway because you know she's got stuff to move and it's just her by herself. Um, but she is so ex- exceedingly happy and so proud of you and all the work that you're doing, uh, and obviously that you know you're whatever it is that you're doing out there, you're being quite successful at it to be able to afford a place like this. Yeah, let Steve know that we want to uh, contract his company, Security Solutions, just to look at, you know, securing the place and making sure, you know, it's a good place for us to live. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She'll be 100% on top of that. Um, so that's basically the extent of that. Um, but I do need Vaughn to make a self-control check. Uh, this will be versus stress um, because that that bad guy that you gave information to that he tried to exploit your employer with uh, is now apparently sinking his dirty little claws into your dependence as well. Uh, yep. That is uh, what you call a failure. Go ahead and take two to stress. Turnover. Uh, hey, Nex, uh, did, did you hear my part of that conversation? Yeah. Thanks for uh, sending some, some business our way. It's, it's definitely appreciated. Yeah. Um, do you mind having, asking Steve just to kind of keep an eye out that Leroy apparently moved my wife over to the motor pool and doesn't sound good. Why would he do that? Uh, you, you remember what happened when we were right before we negotiated this job, right? Yeah. You, <laughs> you tried to get him to spread misinformation and he rebranded it for his own good. So I'm thinking hostage situation. Um, can you just ask Steve to kind of keep an eye out while we're out here on this job? Uh, yeah, totally. Do you want me to have him like sweep it for bugs or anything or? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll uh I will employ your services. That would be great. Maybe uh, you know, a nice lock for the doors too. Uh yeah, I'll I'll see what I could what I could do. Definitely. We we can talk uh, about the bounty at the end of the job. Yeah. Uh definitely. Well, uh we we get ahead of this. Definitely uh out of a- the asking order. as a friend. Definitely. No, I definitely get on it. I'll I'll uh I'll send uh Steve a message right away that he should expect uh some business right away so that's uh that's like number three good times good times Uh, so we get to arrive at the job site now yay everybody spend that last ration to get here would have been possible to scavenge for fuel on the way Uh, maybe maybe not me i would say you're gonna be busy but somebody else could make a scavenging check while you were busy on the phone sure well chris would have to spend to save your you big charges chris Chris has one now yeah, I have one now. I drained. It's I free if we get it. I got apophenia lingo. Well, I got two. If I got two. Okay, go for it. Okay, that's a nine over five. So yeah, I succeed. Uh, yes, you get that. Fuel. And is it the same deal where up to three of us can scav per leg? So if you want to just use your one um, sure. decoy. Well, that's a big old no. Well, we got uh, some more fuel for the for the job. Every little by, bit. By by the way, Sean, when I tell. Uh, Steve to, to to expect the job and to sweep for bugs. Can I specify if he finds any, not to remove them? Just note where they are. That's no big deal. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so we get to the job site. Um, Garden City Industrial Rail Yard. Um, it's a fairly decent sized place. Like I said, in inside the rail yard itself, uh, not in front, you don't want to say it in front of me. Oh, come on. Um, inside the rail yard proper is a concrete and asphalt plant. There is a fairly big uh, maintenance building for the railroad where they can like bring um, 
either rail cars or uh, train engines inside the building to do maintenance. Uh, and then there is also a uh, large uh, amount of crude oil tanks. The crude oil tanks are like uh, 20 feet tall and 60 feet wide. Uh, the crude oil tanks are aligned in a row on the north side of the, the rail, rail yard. Uh, it looks like the one in the middle at some point exploded. Uh, and then fire spread and burned down the whole row of uh, of the tanks. Um, the concrete plant itself uh, is like a three-story building. There are lots and lots of windows in that building. Uh, it looks like they used a bunch of natural light to, uh, to illuminate the place for people to work inside. Uh, didn't depend on like lighting itself that much. Um, there are a couple of uh, chemical towers that are on either side of the concrete plant itself that are about four stories tall. Uh, so you can have some really uh, nice, big, tall places to get up and get a good look around the area. Um, there are also some very large aggregate piles, which would be like gravel and sand to mix into the concrete or the asphalt. Uh, they surround the plant as well. Those piles um, look like they are steep enough and uh, with the loose uh, way that sand or, or gravel would, would fall underneath your feet. Uh, casualties probably couldn't climb them. Uh, the railroad maintenance building itself, uh, like I said, it's, it's large enough that you could put uh, several uh, train engines or uh, rail cars into it for maintenance. Um, it all looks fairly intact. Uh, it doesn't look like it was a kind of a place where anybody thought to come and loot anything and everything they could find in here. Um, there are also a few semis uh, and semi-trailers um, and some concrete uh, like mix trucks that are parked alongside uh, just outside the the concrete plant as well. Um, everybody's got a copy either physically in front of them or uh, that I shared on the computer a little bit ago uh, that shows the actual layout of this. Uh, got any questions as far as that layout goes? And now would be the time to ask some stuff. Um, sorry, I was busy checking something else when you said the description for the mechanical building is that like a lot of windows or is it like no windows and just a door uh is the roof easily climbable like uh mechanics building is um it's like a two-story tall uh structure it's mostly brick it has windows uh on what would effectively be the first floor um, just okay. judging by the, the scale and type of building that you can just tell that it is, it's probably just one big open building. It's not going to have like two separate floors to it. Okay. Is there an outs like a fire escape to get to the top? Or it's because it's a two story building and there's nothing on the outside to climb up. There's nothing on the outside to climb it. It's not that it's not that you couldn't climb it necessarily, but there's not like a ladder or um, anything. There's like no that. easy access yeah. from the outside. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Um, the, okay, so the other thing is, is there's also the three rail lines that come through the middle of the, the rail park. Right? Um, the All three of those sets of rails have train cars on them. Um, it looks like the smallest amount of train cars to have to be moved, you could move out of the center. There's, there's a section of like three train cars that are all tied up together in the center of the three tracks. And if you moved those off, you'd have the center line that you could go all the way through the rail park with. All right. I just thought of a shortcut, but it may not be tired. <laughs> I'm out of ears. Are the train cars on the different tracks right next to each other, or are they spread apart? Uh, some of them if are next to each what other. I'm saying. Some of them are next to each other. Some are spread apart. If you're talking about trying to like use the landmine to like blow them off the tracks, I was thinking of using the winch to just tip it over and off the tracks, so that we don't have to worry about <laughs> moving them down the tracks. 
Um, I would say a mechanics check could tell you if that's a feasible idea or not. What is the uh, tallest point in the area? The tallest point would be the chemical tanks on the sides of the concrete plant. All right. So what I think we should do is have me up on the chemical tanks. Uh, I can pull out my rifle scoped and look around, see see the most likely spot the casualties are going to come from. Yeah. Um, so Vaughn, if you could do, uh, if you guys like that idea of just like tipping the, I don't, it's probably heavier than we could tip it. But uh, if you want to do a mechanics check to see if that's possible, if we could just tip the train cars over and clear the tracks. That would obviously be less time and less noise. Kind of sure. Um, natural uh, six six. Shit. <laughs> yeah, you just do it. <laughs> Vaughn just like flips it with his right hand. By the way, I've got superpowers, y'all. Yeah, the rail cars are going to be too heavy. Um, they are like just the just the wheels on train cars are several tons. Uh, it would be outside the possibilities of your winch on your pickup to do this. Okay, I I, I thought so. I just wanted to double check because I just. It just popped into my head, like, if we just tip it over sideways instead of pushing it, it would be easier. Right. Since, since that's a crit success, can I ask one more question? If we were unable, if we were able to unhook the three from each other, does the truck have enough oomph on the tray on, to move one of the cars actually on the tracks, rolling on its wheels, to one of these side pieces where we could cut it down onto, like, the bottom of the three? If the cars are empty, it is possible. Okay. They are loaded down. It would be too much weight for the, the you just don't have enough uh, traction with the tires on the top of the rail to, to pull anything. Okay, so we could we could kind of speed this along if we have two v ve- two things going at it, our own vehicle and whatever the hell uh, our friend is bringing to move these vehicles. Is the uh, fence along the perimeter completely intact? If you want to look at the fence, make me an awareness or foresight check, please. I can roll foresight or Vaughn if you want to roll foresight. Uh, one of the two of you. It's a one and done kind of thing. Yeah, that's, that's why I was ahead. Okay. Uh, that is a success, six over one. Okay. The fencing, it looks like it's in. It's all intact. Uh, but with the success and some actual like investigation on the fencing, um, it's really cheap fencing and probably won't stand up to casualties like uh, leaning against it or putting much weight on it. It'll come down pretty easy. So the occasional straggler, it's fine, but if there's a horde or a very large mob, it's not going to last too long. How much distance is there actually between, I'm looking at the north side, uh, the north side and that track that runs by there? Uh, there's about 20 feet in between the fence and the, the first set of tracks. Okay, so we, we couldn't get, get it so they would lean on a set of train cars then, the fencing. Okay. Um, uh, am I up top yet? Yes, Absolutely. All right, so I'm going to pull out my uh, gun, make an awareness check. Apparently, it can work as a uh, binoculars with a scope. That is 10 over 8. Okay. Uh, from up there, you get to notice um, directly to the south, there's about 70 yards of tree line, and then you hit a significant suburban area. Um, the suburban area looks like it is all very well intact. Um, there is casualties in the area that's very much close enough that they will be attracted by the noise. All right. So I'm going to activate Ghoulnet and ping everyone. That means we have to have it on to actually see it. Do we want to do that right now or do we want to wait till everybody else gets here? Uh, we I could mean, wait till everyone else gets here. But I, I, w- I do want to at least ping somebody and be like, hey, we have um, potential mob location. Could take a snapshot and then come down and show us on your, your big yeah, <laughs> We don't okay. know to turn it on. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, you could burn the charge, get a text message from me. I'm 30 feet from you. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it's good information. So, it's going to be loud. We're going to mm-hmm. be drawing them out of there. So, if we were going to do fireworks. We'd want to do it to pull them away from us. Yeah, yeah, pull them the opposite direction. Yeah. So, we may actually. We'd probably have to spend a leg going around the place, set them off, and then a leg back maybe or i mean do we do, do an extra leg to just go out there and do it could we ha- we could do a time delay i mean how you could you could set something up like you could scavenge something or do a mechanics check and set something up to do a time delay i mean but i mean we'd have to like physically travel to the other side of the the mob location like that would probably cost us rations which i'm fine with i'm just stating that so everyone knows yeah, yeah and the, thing, the thing we could do is hypothetically find a pair of ubix specs or something tie them up to the fireworks so that when the, the specs get a signal from us, they go off. I'm going to go answer a phone call real quick. You guys brainstorm. I'll be right back. Just a minute. Oh, no. The, the time delay isn't the problem. I was yeah. just saying that we also have to physically get to the location, set up the time delay and everything. Yeah, so I'm, I'm fine to do that. that. I'm fine with so, doing that. So, yeah, if, we're, if we actually play our cards right, how many tra- depending on the uh, uh, amount of um, charges, which I think is like five, six, seven. So it eight. has... Fireworks have five charges. So if know. we if we could actually like scaffold that out a bit to where you know this is location goes off and then maybe we could have another one close, kind of like we can kind of breadcrumb them further away. I would say we could do like an arc. So not only do they move away from, but they also separate a bit so they're more dispersed. Yeah, I mean they're all they're all going to end up heading back our way either way because yeah, but it's just gonna, it's going to buy us rounds. Yeah, and also they won't be so grouped together if we like arc it and, and spread out the fireworks. Did we sell the drone? Yes, that okay, was good. factored into our fuel cost. Okay, that's cool. I've just, it just occurred to me I didn't hear it mentioned earlier. So yeah, that sounds good, Brownie. What's your input on that idea? I do like that idea. Um, we're saying that there's seventy yards of trees to the south on the outside of the suburbs. Yeah, we there's have, a we the suburbs. We haven't really said what's on the north side yet. Um, well, I presume. I did a full sweep, and that's what was noticed. When Sean gets back, I'll ask, though. <laughs> Decoy just looks in one direction. There's trouble that climbs down without turning around. To be just, fair, that uh, that makes sense for Decoy. Nah. This, this kind of seems like something, too, that, like, we don't, like, I hate to split the party, but, like, uh, we need eyes on us and on the situation, too. So if we go out and start setting up fireworks, but, uh, I, that really seems like I hate to knock, uh, next out of it but that seems like a mechanics check and it seems like it may be a vaughn thing so it could be like me and vaughn could go no, out that, there that's that's fine uh, i was just also going to say that we should probably have sean bring reverb in and we could see what he needs to do for the job so we can get a full idea of what shit is going to go down yeah like so this is good like basic defensive planning but we should also try to figure out uh, what the they're moment. going to do so we know where how to allocate all our resources the moment they show up, it's going to be loud. Trains are loud. Just running idle, and they're they're coming on a train. Yeah. Well, we could also ping them, and we could meet them off-site and discuss. Or we could we could call them. Actually, let's call them. Yeah, I think uh, the best I'll, I'll, I'll tell them. Mr. Jones to, to give us the number, and we'll call them when they're approaching, and we could tell them what we see. That's a foresight check, though. Is it, we could probably skip Colin Jones and foresight check it to, to say that we got the contact information for, yeah. for reverbing them. Yeah, and we well, should probably it, it, go ahead. I would say it won't cost me an extra charge to call Jones and then call because it's just uh, 
charge to use it for scene. Also, guys, yeah. remember this is a good section to tap references. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna ask if you <laughs> could do that first. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I can tap one reference. I can get one. I can get one as well. Uh, um, I think we should figure out what else we need to figure out about this area so we can describe it best to them when we call them. I think we should also probably look at anything that's closed up uh, and try to cl- quietly clear it if there are any casualties already in here, like the work shed, like the aggregate fat mixing plant, like the semis. Maybe we should save one firework to put in the maintenance building. So if they actually break the fence, the fireworks might attract them to the maintenance building. I think once they're that close, it's not going to work. I, I don't know. It, it may kite some off. I don't know. Something like that. Like, I don't know how many, like, we figure out mathematically how many shambles away each use of the fireworks is going to do. But we like, also do have the dog corpses that we could precariously perch on top of different areas. And then if you wanted to shoot them down, decoy, just that the blood and the, the meat and the sudden movement and the noise of it hitting the ground could potentially attract some of them as well. Utterly ghoulish. I, I approve. Okay, I am so, back. All right. So to give you an idea of what we're talking about, Sean, um, we want to contact Refurb to go over what his plan entails. Um, we're going to set up some fireworks to the north end of the McCord building, the McCord uh, area, mm-hmm. um, so that the some of the casualties will be drawn off. Um, we're going to set up the dog corpses as hanging things to distract casualties when they come in. So, so basically, I can shoot them, and then the noise and sound will distract them with meat. Yeah, like the, the meat themselves with the blood will attract them by scent, and then the sound of it hitting the ground and just the movement of the hitting the ground will hopefully lure some to that position temporarily. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, is there any way to reinforce the fence? Um, you could totally reinforce the fence. You couldn't reinforce, like, the whole fence. Like, if there was individual spots you wanted to try to reinforce, that's something you could, yeah. could be done. There's not enough raw material to do, like, the so, whole fence. Yeah. So do you guys want to reinforce the areas where the casualties would be coming from that area that uh, you spotted, Decoy? Uh, I think that would be a good idea. We could potentially use the semi-trucks up against the fence to do that, if we can either start them or pull them over with our rail truck. Um, we could also, I've got these incendiary mines we could set up in a funnel point where we think they'll come through. We, right, could, so build, we could just build a funnel point. Yeah. Um, is there any cement left in the area for us to mix? Because wet cement would provide a good like slowdown for the casualties as well if we just laid that out. Yeah, let's just use profession con- Construction worker. Masonry. <laughs> uh, there is the aggregate piles that are there. Um, so you'd need, you know, some water. If the chemical tanks have got the appropriate chemicals in them, um, you could probably mix up concrete if you could figure out how to get the concrete plant to work. Okay, so no instant concrete or anything. Then never mind. <laughs> and then what was to the north? Uh, just to the north, um, there's about 100 yards of open ground, and then there's a small river uh, on the far north side of the that sounds like a good fallback point. We could possibly also, we were talking, it's a time to tap references and stuff like that. If we could, we could maybe find something out about the town. I don't know what it would actually be or like that. We could find out what the deal of the town, because I, I don't, I do see some casualties, but it could just be that those are the residuals and that's all we have to deal with and everyone else left. Or it could be that that place died. Um, so I will I will just give it to you guys that you could find out more information about the suburbia, about McCord Bend. Um, you have not actually inspected the concrete plant itself. You have not inspected anything inside the maintenance building itself. Uh, and you haven't done any 
poking around at the actual um, fill tanks either. If you wanted to go inspect the individual like areas of the of the place. Well, yeah, since okay. I'm here, I'll inspect the oil tanks. Okay, uh, so crude oil doesn't burn um, really well or very cleanly. Uh, so the bottom like foot or two of the uh, there's like a berm that's built up around all the crude oil tanks in case of a leak. So the bottom like foot or two has got like half burnt sludge in the bottom of them. Um, effectively like a tar pit at this point uh, between dirt and grime and, and just the, the refuse that was left behind. Um, so if you cracked casualties through that, they would have a hard time getting through it. Uh, the, the unfortunate part to that is that um, the oil tanks are on the north side and the major source of casualties, as far as you know, will be from the south side. You'd mentioned earlier if those rail cars were empty. Um... They could potentially be moved one at a time. Are they empty? Uh, they are not, as a matter of fact. They are weighted down. What are they weighted down with? Uh, two of the three of them have got uh, rock, and the other one in the center row there that needs to be moved uh, is weighted down with sand. Okay. The sand would slow the casualties down, laid it out, and deep it off in certain areas. But I think we need a train to move it anywhere useful. I mean, it would probably take time, but we could like find a couple buckets and slush. <laughs> uh, what what's in the the buildings if i just go over there and look through the windows uh the concrete plant itself is the one that you can really see inside the best um inside it is a essentially it's a, a labyrinthian construction of like pipes and conveyor belts and walkways and catwalks and uh you know open metal stairs and stuff like that um so the one of those places it'd be a great defensive point like, if you wanted to station people inside of there, um, it would definitely funnel uh, casualties into very tight confines. Um, that would slow their advance somewhat and make it very easy to have, like, um, shooting galleries, essentially. And as we retreat up the stairs to the second floor, and then further, to the, we'll have more opportunities to kill them as they pin us in. I'm just saying, um, like, no, it's... No, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. Such a negative Nancy. Uh, I, I just had chlorine gas dumped up. <laughs> um uh what about the other building uh, i guess i have to open the door to look in yeah the other the rail the rail maintenance building you'll have to actually go inside to check it out um uh uh skids you have a flashlight right yeah i have uh the headlamp i can go with you want you want to help me okay yeah, sure i'll burn a charge off uh so there are like oversized garage doors roll-up doors uh where it looks like you can like, there's train tracks that run right into the building and stuff like that, where you could bring cars or engines in here for maintenance. Um, there's a set of like people doors in the front of the building. And then there's also on either end of the building, uh, like emergency exit doors. How are you going to get into the building? Uh, is there anything unlocked or is it all unlocked? Cause obviously one of the unlocked ones would be probably the one we go with. I mean, that, that you're going to have to open the door essentially to test it. So which door are you going to try? Any preference there, Skids? What doors were they again? Please give me the options one last time. It's like the regular like entrance into the building for people to come in like when they park their cars in the parking lot. And then on either end of the building, there are like emergency exits that could be opened up to the inside. And there's the large like bay doors for where you could pull trains in. Well, we'd, and then we'd have to actually get in the building to pull up the bay doors. So, I mean... The- now that there's no electricity here, so if we went through a side door, it's not like it's going to set off an alarm. But um, well, I, maybe maybe the front door would be best in case we encounter something and it's a uh, real, um, you know, a more open area. 
I guess. Yeah, you could say. I agree. I was gonna say I'd probably not chance the fact with a uh, side door while we're just setting up. But yeah, that yeah. also makes sense. To, uh, that's another good reason to go through them. So yeah, we will. I'm just looking at this helmet. I was gonna burn electric charge off of it. I don't even have it listed uh, for mechanical purposes, Sean. Do you mind? Like, I'm just gonna put flashlight on here, but it's the it's the one for the headlamp, just so I can kind of keep up with those charges. If that sounds fine with you, that's fine. Because if I do, if I just use that, I'm just taking off like charges for like damage. So okay, no big deal. Uh, so you go in the front door. You basically walk into a small um, office area. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's three or four desks in here. Um, some old paperwork and stuff like that. Uh, it's obviously, it's all maintenance and uh, stuff like that, kind of record keeping. Um, there is uh, an open doorway. There's no actual door to like open or close. It goes off into the rest of the building itself. Um, in there, there's some skylights in the in the roof of the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what it is, there's no um, train cars in here, but there is one train engine in here. Um, so the tracks come in at ground level. But they come in on um, what are essentially pits. Have you ever seen like a mechanics pit that you can go underneath a car? Like, uh, like at a fast oil change place or something like that? It'd be just like that, only on a much beefier scale because they're dealing with a train engine. Okay. Uh, so there's one train engine in the middle. There's three of these like pits. And in the middle one, there's a train engine parked there. Um, there's all sorts of tools and equipment and parts and pieces and uh, anything and everything you'd need, you could probably rebuild an entire uh, train engine with all the stuff that's in here. Um, It's all train engine sized though. So it's not like you can't just like pick up a couple pieces and and take off like an alternator to go sell. Like it's uh, you'd have to bring your pickup out here and have like two or three of you to pick up a, a part and load it in the back of the pickup. And that would be like all of your haul kind of a thing. Um, That being said though, some of these parts would be, of uh, pretty high uh, value. Like if there's an enclave that has their own uh, power generation going on with a diesel engine, um, these parts would be in, in, invaluable to them. Um, essentially, that's what a, a, a locomotive is, a, a diesel electric engine, and that would be one of the more common ways that an enclave would produce their own electricity. Okay. Um, so these things are highly valuable, but they're just gigantic is the problem. It's cumbersome. Okay. okay. Uh, Skid, you want to take a look at any of this uh, office area and see if there's anything salvageable from there? Yeah, I'll uh, go ahead and run a, a rope scavenge on that. Oh, I need my... What the fuck did my black... Di- I can't find my dice, guys. Hold on. Good job. Black die was a one. I mean, a ten. Uh, yeah, a ten. No, it's, I got carpet. I mean, I'm sitting on a black futon, and it just blended in with that. I don't even know how it missed it. Okay. Yeah, that is a... Uh, that would be 12 over 7. So a black ten, 10 natural. Uh, there are uh, you, you basically you find a toolkit just okay. under, underneath one of the desks. Somebody stashed their like personal set of tools. So there's a, a nice a nice quality toolkit. Okay. Uh, you can go you can go on into and like check out the rest of that building uh, with the pits and everything like that if you want to. That's just what you basically see from standing at the the front of the, the building. Okay. Is the pits like I feel like we should sweep this area and check everything. Like if oh. we're working in here, are we going to be working in this building? Uh, I don't. I don't think we should pin ourselves to a building because that leaves us nowhere to go. Most likely, I'll end up up top somewhere because I'll need the largest field of view out of everyone. So can I peek into the pit? 
like more closely, like lean over it or something like that with the headlamp to do an awareness before I actually go down there? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, there's the two, the, you know, there's an empty one. There's the one with the, the train engine and then there's another empty one. Um, from the empty one, you can see down into it, essentially. Um, there are various pieces of equipment um, that you probably have no idea exactly what they do, but they look like they're very robust um, and would do some very significant heavy lifting down there. Uh, there's no actual like tools or parts that are down there. Okay. Um, and you don't see there's no 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 people or casualties or anything like that in the first one. Okay. What well, about the second one? Uh, the second one has a train car over the top of it or a train engine over the top of it, um, and you can't really see down inside of it. You'd have to actually go down there to go and be able to look what's in the pit. Would I ha- would I have to crawl underneath the train? No. There is a uh, set of stairs on each one that goes down next to the. Like effectively, it would go down right next to where the train engine or the train car would be parked. Sure. Fuck it. I mean, yeah. if you're just checking to see if there's any casualties in here, we could just like bang on a metal pipe and see if anything comes. Drop a wrench. We don't have to like send you down to the pit where you got nowhere to go. Well, I got the stairs to go back up. Okay. So yeah, I'll say I'll ask you to just take some of the the regular debris around the place and drop it in there as I'm making my way down the steps and can kind of listen to see if anything reacts. Okay, I'll do so. Okay, uh, next, you don't need to spend a ration for this, but make me an athletics check. Uh, I was at the top of the stairs. Why am I the person in the back being attacked? That is a success. 11 over 9. With the success, you managed to get um, a piece of metal equipment or uh, part or something like that uh, way all the way back in the back corner, uh, as far away from uh, skids as you possibly can get. Uh, so, Skids, as you're walking down the staircase, a casualty suddenly starts clacking its teeth and shambles just past you and goes towards the corner where that part came crashing down. I'm going to shoot it with my silence pistol. Wise choice, sir. And that is a 7 over 3. Success. You put the casualty down. Good. For a second there, I thought you were going to have the attack to Sean. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you didn't succeed on that, the Casualty would get stirred by the noise, but it would come after uh, skids instead of going after the noise. That's fine. I was going to do. Okay. So uh, I guess scavenge down there, or is there like it just, do I get it or where you want me to? You can roll a scavenge if you're looking for something. I'm just really, I think I'll just really look for like bounty. I was really more or less wanting to make sure everything clear, but yeah, I mean, I can go ahead and do that if that's the case. 10 over 7. Still doing good. Not natural 10, but. Like it matters. Uh, there is uh, diesel fuel that looks like it's in good shape down here. Ooh. All right. So, yeah. Sweet. So, um, how many charges uh, of diesel fuel? Charges would be like 10. Um, basically, what it is is they brought the train in here uh, and they were going to work on the engine. And when they did that, they um, drained off the fuel tanks, the diesel tanks on the train engine, into a holding tank down here in the pit. Okay. I have to find some way to get it out of the pit if you want to use it, but you've got like 10, 10 full charges of diesel fuel in here. Okay. Well, how, how many train size charges is that? It's like <laughs> awesome. So, uh, by the way, Brandon, go ahead and put the toolkit in your inventory. I'll give that to you. All right. And uh, yeah, if we can get some apparatus to uh, do some siphoning, yeah, we can totally get the, you know, we got enough fuel to do the kind of running we're going to need to do in a with uh, driving the truck around and setting up distractions and stuff like that. Okay, so anybody else? That I kind of did my. Yeah, what, what would we need to to get it to to get apparatus? I guess a scavenge check there, Sean, or 
have yeah, a scavenge can and you can scavenge. Scavenge like uh, jerry cans of some sort. You could you could scavenge to get together a siphon system of some sort to pump it out. You just you'd have to make me a mechanics check would work fine. You just so you'd have to do something to get back. Okay. Uh, I'm, well, I'm happy to now. Yeah. All right, I'm over here. I look, this uh, tool, look, look, snap on. Like they even had the calendar down there from the '80s. Of like the scantily cloud went really tasteful, but I mean tasteless. By the way, I mean sh- the twenty eighties, nineteen eighties. We're not so that's like a, it's like a sixty year old thing. Yeah, I, I I don't get it. I guess they're vintage collectors. I don't know. <laughs> but here's your snap on tools. That's a uh, twelve over eight on the mechanics for the siphoning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can you can get the fuel out of there. You'll still have to find either. I mean, like you could top off the your truck with it right now, but if you're going to do anything else with the other charges out of it, uh, you'll have to find something to put it in. Could we not just keep it in the the cans and just put the cans in the back of the truck as like a haul or two haul? No, like you're not finding cans of it down there. Like this is a pit that would hold like a couple oh, hundred okay. gallons. It's a recovery tank. That's yeah. Where they can they can usually what it is is they they pull in the train engine, they drain fuel out of the train engine into this thing, and then they can pump it right back into the train when they're done working. Okay. So if we can't do a scavenge check here, maybe if we're going to town, maybe they had like an O'Reilly on the outskirts of it that we could maybe get stuff from. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm making this job bigger than I need to. Yeah, I feel like we're doing a lot more than... No, we're thinking this through, because yeah. this is going to be nasty. I mean, we could... we can When I call it reverb, I can see if he has any cans on purchase that diesel fuel from us so the other thing i was thinking of uh while they were doing the initial in b um i wanted to check out those semis just to see kind of what shape they're in if they're usable at all and then also take a glance at what looked like road gates on the bottom mm-hmm. um so the gates on the on either end the east and west side where there's a roadway that comes through the site um they are closed uh the gates actually look like they're the strongest and best part of the fencing uh, it looks like that's like the one place where they spent money. Uh, there is a map, Adam. Yes, uh, I linked it in the Discord chat a while back. Okay, I'll just screw up. I was distracted by Horse Pocket. Apologies, uh, Horse Pocket. Hold on a second. I got it. Boom. There you go. Thank you. Uh, so the semis <clears throat> uh, make me a mechanics check. It's another twelve over eight. Okay, uh, so the semis are actually diesel, uh, not diesel, they're asphalt uh, trailers on the semi-trucks. Um, asphalt is made with uh, crude oil and can be burned. Um, it looks like since it was sealed in the tanks on the back of these semis, that the asphalt mix inside them is still good. Um It'll have to activate heaters on them to get the stuff liquid enough to actually get out of the tanks and do something with them. Uh, but you would have something very viscous and very flammable at your disposal, and you'll have several hundred gallons of it if you can get that to happen. Would those potentially be diesel heaters? Uh, as a matter of fact, diesel would be the thing that powered them. So we could top up our truck and maybe use that to transport a little bit over to the heaters or something. Uh, are the semi-trucks viable to start? Uh You'd need to do another mechanics check on that to see if you could get one to start. Uh, no. Uh, it doesn't look like without having to like purchase materials and parts uh, and, and having them delivered in, doesn't look like you'd get one to run. Do we think that our rail truck has enough oomph if we you know, got into these semis and 
turn off the brakes, we could use them. We could move them to be like mobile walls for us. Uh, yes, as long as the tires are in halfway decent shape, you could probably roll these things around. Um, you wouldn't be able to do very precise movements of them. Precision isn't always necessary. If we just put them up against the um, the walls between us and the casualties, the, the concentration of casualties, they'll just keep beating on the fence or at least walk around and hopefully separate into two smaller groups as they walk around. Well, since we said the fence you know, won't stand up to the casualties, we could engineer a couple of you know, heavier spots and a couple of weaker spots and maybe trap the area beyond the weaker spots with some mines. I mean, we still have to see what our operators, what our um, train mechanics say about, you know, where they need to go and all that stuff. They'll probably have multiple options for us. Do you want me to mm-hmm. call them now? Might as well. If anybody else is game with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. We just have to make sure that uh, they know that when they come here, they're not immediately starting because we got to do a little prep work. I mean, we can coordinate with them, you know, Give them the info, see if they have any input, say, okay, we need X long to prep. And then um, call them in when they, uh, they're good. When we're ready, yeah. Okay. I will call up Reverb then. Okay. Joining us, special guest, Aaron from RPP. <laughs> if only. Uh, so Reverb is more than happy to uh, to come on down. He understands totally that you don't want to just, like, just start making a ton of noise. Um, he does tell you, though, that he can't help but make some with his train engine bringing, that he's bringing in. Um, but yeah, he, he's just like a, a short distance away and he'll come on down and into the site. Uh, did you want to talk about like, what, what does, this is the situation that we see before us. What does he need to do to complete the job? Uh, he says that at the minimum, he'll have to, to either rig up a way to, um, the train tracks cleared. Um, like when the train comes through or he can get the, you know, he can move the train, the, the train cars off the tracks themselves and clear the path. Um, and then since they've been setting so long, he probably needs to inspect the rails themselves and make sure that they don't need maintenance. Uh, Cause if they're in too bad a shape, running the train across them, if it comes through uh, could ca- cause a significant failure of the tracks. Okay. So he needs to move the train cars off the tracks and then inspect the tracks. Uh, I mean, he can inspect the tracks without moving the cars. He, he, to like to be thorough, he would need to inspect the tracks as well and make sure that there's not something else that needs to be done besides just move the cars. Okay. Does he feel comfortable coming in here before driving his train in and inspecting them before he drives his train in, or is he connected to his own train? Oh, like he's not leaving it. He's not leaving it undefended. Just take the keys with you. <laughs> not uh, if that, that tracks. <laughs> that would work. Um. Okay. Um, so there's nothing special that, uh, so he just needs to move the cars and then tracks guys from what it sounds like. His job that he is hired for is to ensure that a train can move through the rail yard here at a future point. And to do that, the, the center line is the one that's got the least amount of cars to move. So they either need to be moved or they need to be rigged up where they could be moved by the train when it comes through. And then to be thorough on his job, he's also suggesting that he inspects the tracks underneath them uh, because they've had those cars sitting there for so long. Tracks themselves could be damaged. Okay, so I'll, I'll correct what I said. And He needs to either move the cars and inspect the tracks or set up the cars so when we come through, we can easily push the cars and continue on through and then inspect the tracks. I personally would probably prefer in the long term that we move the cars and we don't rely on our own train to push them when it comes through. That's smart. Okay. It's a good first step. Now we have direction. Okay. Uh, 
Re- if we send pictures of the tracks to Reverb, will that help him get an idea of what needs to be done so he can be better prepared for when he comes in? Uh, yeah, I mean, it still boils down to the fact that he's going to have to physically get here and inspect everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to minimize the amount of time that site making noise. That's all I'm trying to trying to say. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm tracking, but he's yeah. either way, he's got to get in here to, to actually look at it. Yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, I'll send a picture so he has a better idea of what he needs or what he has before him, and he can prepare while we set up everything. Uh, so is our plan, guys, to... One, set off fireworks in the opposite direction from us. Two, to reinforce the fences with the semis and create choke points. Yeah. And three, to set mines at those choke points, as well as set the dog carcasses precariously perched at locations for decoy to shoot off and create distraction. I think another good good use of one of the dog corpses is to throw it in the uh, that tar shit. Uh, at, uh, underneath the pit, underneath the pit, so it'll hold hold up several casualties still. Okay. Because up uh, with the crude oil tanks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we could do that. That sounds like a good idea. Everyone thinks so. Uh, the only thing I'm not. So, go ahead. The only thing I'm not super happy about is the crude oil tanks, and I'll tell you why. Because they have to cross our work area, that middle rail, to get there. If the casualties have made it that far, I think we're in trouble. Hey, better safe than sorry. You know. Sure. Plan for the worst. And we pretty much have ruled out being able to use the uh, asphalt because of uh, being unable to move it to where we can make the gooey, slimy, cotton burning hellscape. Uh, do we want to position our vehicle on the outside of the fence to the north where the river is? The you know the direction that the uh, casualties won't be coming in from, hopefully. So we could fall back to the truck that way and then drive out? Or would you guys prefer to keep the truck on the rails in the rail yard? Um, If we keep the trucks on the rails, that gives us a good escape plan. But if we let, leave it there, if we have it off, um, we would be able to move around more. Maneuverability would be good in case of a, uh, a horde, because then we could basically kite them with the truck. But we would need a good driver, and I think out of the, out of all of us, I'm the best driver. But I'm also the best shot, so I should be in a good position. I can drive. Maybe not the best, but I can drive. I'm just thinking aloud. What do you all think? Ah, uh, Lord, hard to say. Hard to say. I, I I I always just saw the truck as like, let's get the fuck out of here, kind of thing. So it doesn't necessarily just have to be our means of escape. We could also use it as a part of the plan. Are we gonna and we're gonna use the choke point? That, I'm looking at Brownlee's map he drawn up here or modified, are we going to, like, where we have the choke point labeled? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm gaming for anything. I'm not I'm not strategic. So the the place where the <clears throat> the three train cars are on that middle set of track, yeah. where's in that, that in relation to the A mark? Like, left, right? Basically, like, right underneath the A mark. Okay. They're, they're right in the middle of it. So what I would say, if we could, um, is block kind of between the C and the aggregate pit, um, the aggregate that's right across it, right above E, with one of the semis, um, its tires, you know, so that's much more narrow, and then kick some diagonal down from that um, aggregate pile as well, kind of across the road if we can, you know, just to create spots where they can't be and give us spots where we can pick them off, come in between them, moving towards that area if the work they're doing is really loud. So taking like a a diagonal line from C down across the edge of E and making a, a cutoff point there. Mm-hmm. And then in any openings between the trucks, 
we lay some of those incendiary mines because those keep burning. And in the time it would take the casualty to get closer to us while they're on fire, that might burn them out. That sounds good to me. Do we have enough? I know it's not precision, but do we have enough asphalt truck to kind of block between those lines, Sean? Uh, to go between like C and E? Well, the closest corner of that building and the aggregate pit just completely block. You could you could absolutely do that for sure. That's, okay. that's narrow enough section that like one semi and trailer would probably effectively close that down. And then kind of go um, straight above E where it touches that aggregate pile down to six. Uh, I would say that would take three semis or three of the uh, uh, concrete trucks, the mixed trucks. That would leave us with two two semi trucks slash mixed trucks left to do something else with. I think just reinforcing as much fence as we can would probably be good. <clears throat> we could also make it so that it kind of came up a little bit diagonally from three, and then strategically, once they start coming, kind of trying to draw them to five, so they end up in a little bit of a box and have to come around the aggregate pits on the left hand to see, stumble across the tracks, give us time to pick some off, you know, funnel them that way. Maybe put the, the firebombs kind of around the aggregate pit left to see. Okay. I'm tracking with that plan. Yeah. That could work. Cool. I guess. I mean, y'all just point me, point me where I need to go. I'll go there. I think like after we get the stuff moved around, maybe you'd be better off in a sniper's perch. Yeah, of course. All right. And, uh, let's talk probably be on one of the chemical towers next to the concrete plant which is uh, okay concrete plant um right. would be vulnerable insofar as if the tower is surrounded like there's only one way up and one way down but that would be the highest uh the highest point most uh you'd have definitely have a 360 uh access to your your long rifle there okay perfect and what i was thinking decoy is we could place the mine kind of over there between four and five where it's easy to shoot so that it actually draws them to that point in the wall because they like heat, they like noise. If they start getting like they're going to overwhelm the fence and other areas. I don't know what you think about that. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I might totally include this map with when to upload. It'll help out, but like it's very tact. I mean, I, I appreciate you marking it up and everything. It's like great. Should you get the one that, that Brian's got all the marks and yeah. stuff? Yeah. <clears throat> Even though it looks like it says... Fuck rock sand on the side, but that's. <laughs> I mean, we're probably also going to get get uh, casualties coming from the east and west. It'll just have the biggest uh, association coming from the south. Make it manageable at least, hopefully. Yeah. Can break down a hole in the fence there, maybe. Well, that's what I was thinking with the one incendiary mine. It'll pro- probably blow a hole in that flimsy fence, and they'll basically walk through a fiery maelstrom to get in, and then they'll be in that little box. And the only way they'll have to flood is round it to the left with just even more time up by A, and then more mines uh, with incendiary over there just save us time. Right. Yeah, I, I get you. Yeah. All right. So, let's take a let's take a real person moment for right now. It, my time is 620. Uh, we, I, this would be probably if you all wanted to grab something to eat real quick or something like that. Like, is anybody against that? I mean, I can keep going. I'm not super hungry, but like, how's everybody I'll- holding up? I literally just put a chicken in the oven, so it's not gonna be ready for about an hour. I'm good whenever. Uh, fine with either. Sean, uh, I'm I'm good to keep going, and probably got 45 minutes to an hour to finish this once we decide to pull the trigger on it, which we're getting close to it. I think. Um, yeah, I think we're close to it. So if you want to finish this up and then take the break, I'm fine with that. Or if you want to take a break now, it's whatever you want to do. That's fine. I, let's let's finish it up. Yeah, let's finish it up. That's fine. Okay. 
so is there any other preparatory work that we want to try to do? Uh, what kind of, we, we mentioned about resource, uh, like calling in resources and stuff like that, or calling in a uh, favor, whatever. Like what's, what's the advantage folks of, um, if we call someone in, like if we called in a reference, maybe they know a secret trick to us getting a semi truck started and we can move the asphalt. I mean, the, yeah, the asphalt stuff around. Is there any of these additional things we want to do? I think we would have to tap a reference to uh, pour the asphalt. Um, if we can get that burning, that that would be awesome. And if we tap the reference, then we don't have to make any rolls. It's just we owe an extra bounty. So I think that that would help guarantee certain things. But it's it's stuck in a truck that won't move, too. True. You could um, use your high rail truck to pull the semis as long as the wheels are in good working order. Um, you can't move the semis. Like the semis themselves aren't movable unless uh, you buy replacement parts. Because okay. uh, Vaughn already made a mechanics check to try to get them to work and failed that. So it will require you to spend bounty to get the appropriate parts to get one to run. How do those uh, how those tires look, Vaughn? We need technically one of the semis to run to pull the trailers around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to like fix all three. You can move all the trailers with one semi. Yeah, I just. I was asking how the wheels look. Are they movable? I got a 6-2 mechanics roll to check out the wheels. Um, you could salvage um, wheels from like other vehicles around here. Like You could make it work to be able to move the, the trailers. It's just something we want to use, or we all just want to leave that. I think the more things we can have built up, the less likely this is going to fail. <laughs> Remember, Sean wants to fuck you. Sean? I think we have to do this. I think we should call in a reference on how to get one of these guys running. Okay. okay. Um, so your the, the reference you'd be calling in is, would be how to um, get the heaters to... You understand mechanically like how to get the heater to run and warm mm-hmm. up the, the asphalt mix, but it'd be like the actual ability to spread the asphalt mix appropriately, like what temperature you need to get it to to be able to do that and how to run the mechanics of like the pumping system and everything like that to spread it out. Um, you will have to spend a bounty and buy a part to get a semi uh, a semi tractor to run if you want to do that. Um, but you just you'll just need to tap a reference to be able to use the asphalt uh, trailers themselves. It's two separate two separate elements. Is that clear? Mm-hmm. Everybody, game. I'm down. And last thing I'll say that we probably didn't think of is the top gates where the tracks are. Close the top and bottom one on each side, so only the middle one is open. So that also better show point up there if something happens absolutely a thing you can do not a problem it's what about tapping a re- like we could also tap one more reference even though we're spending money but we're just trying to survive at this point and make it out of a bad job but uh what about uh placing the fireworks and kiting them away to begin with uh that you won't necessarily have to tap a reference for you're just going to have to like either spend a charge off the vehicle or spend a ration and hoofing it out there yourself to go plant the fireworks at an appropriate place Okay, we we were actually thinking about even like scaffolding them, uh, like you know some here, like just like a tr- breadcrumbs, I guess you could say. Uh, but like, yeah, specific point in the in the rail yard or to lead them away. Uh, we were I was thinking about even starting that preliminarily, starting that to get them away from the. Uh, well, we could either kite them into the actual incendiary hellfire that we got going on here, but then again, we it's just basically. <laughs> <laughs> flaming zombies swarm into place where we could go outside the community and just preemptively set all that stuff off to get them away in the beginning to add more time. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, you just need to tell me which which plan it is that you're trying to go with. All right. So in the pl- in the place we're in uh, outside the community, go. Who who wants what? What was the question? Sorry. All right. Do you want to we call, fireworks in the place or outside or outside the community like we originally said? I think it should be outside the community to to draw as many away initially, right. so we have more time to right. do the job with less casualties. All right. What about? Uh, I need one more deciding vote. Anybody else I think, agree? I agree. Okay. I'm good with that. Yeah. All right. Cool. So that's that's our battle plan. So uh, yeah, let's go ahead and call in our uh, uh, order our piece uh, and tap our reference. I'll uh, I'll tap a reference of Jenkins. Um, you will need to spend five bounty the appropriate part you need delivered. Want to move the semi tra- uh, the semi tractor? If you want to fix the tractor, we can drive the semis around. Um, We're so liquid on that. Is that okay, guys? I'm will, I'm I'm fine. Okay, so that's that's just you. You can buy that outright and get that delivered. No big deal. Uh, tapping the reference. Um, I'm not going to bother with making you do a vignette or anything like that with them. Um, you tap the reference and get walked through like how to run the apparatus and everything like that, and be able to. Um, the heated asphalt mix uh, wherever you would like to do so. So you get the uh, the trailer moved into the appropriate location. So that's taken care of. Um, as far as the fireworks part goes, um, I'm going to need a foresight check from somebody, and then I'm going to need a mechanics check to set it up. I mean, if you're still going with the idea of like remote detonation on them, if you're just going to like run out there and like set one off and then run down the way some more and then set another one off. You don't need to do the mechanics. I still need a foresight check for uh, placement and uh, making sure that the plan with the fireworks goes off. Okay. Who's got the best foresight? I've got one. I've got two. I also have two. Don't even bother looking at me. Well, let Nick do it. Just move on. Yeah, Nick, you got this. Yeah, Let, let, let me do it and not the, the mad guy. Uh, success. Okay. Uh, and which version of that plan were you going with? Are you going to do the remote detonation part or are you going to do, uh, like somebody's going to be out there setting them off by hand. Remote detonation. Okay. Then I will need a mechanics check al- along with that, please. Like me specifically or Vaughn? No. Can do it. Uh, whoever I don't have any mechanics. Yeah. I got, I got an 11 over 8 on that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to spend a will point uh, and turn your success into a failure. Because I have one more of those to play with. Go me. Um, we won't know about that until it's time to hit the button. Okay. Uh, now, we were going to place a mine between like four and five on the bottom row. I believe that was the plan. Yep. Okay. You have to uh, make a weak spot in the fence and draw them in. And then we're going to do another one off to the left side of C, between C and the aggregate pile. Uh, I'll just let you do it all with one, uh, but I'll need a, um, a mechanics check to set those up. That's a 10 over five. All right. Those are good to go. Uh, what did we want to do with the asphalt my label on the map was just noting that those were asphalt trucks, so we can put it wherever we want. You, you've, you've spent the, the bounty and the reference. You can move those asphalt trucks wherever you want to be able to put the asphalt mix out wherever you'd like to be able to set it on fire and slow casualties down. Because it'll do both, right? Because the stuff is going to be really hot and viscous to slow casualties down, and then you can light it on fire as well to like slowly but surely kill them all. What are we thinking, guys? Kind of between aggregate pile D and the one on the left side? So to the right of the right topmost M? Because they're going to be going that way towards the noise. If there's noise. So, that sounds right to me. Sounds, sounds about right, me. yeah. Okay, what was that place again? Uh, between aggregate pile D and the aggregate pile directly to the left of it. Okay, all, all behind the uh, the concrete plant. Okay. 
And the one of the ideas, if we can do this, is that uh, that incendiary mine there could potentially be the be what lights it. That could work. Uh, and then you're going to place um, like the semis, the trailers, the empty trailers, and the semis and stuff like that in a diagonal between the aggregate pile just uh, north of E under the fence row, right? Okay. Uh, for that, I will need. Um, you will we'll say that that can be, get done. It would spin charges off your semi and stuff like that, but it's it's not going to survive this anyway. It's not like you're going to bring the semi home. Um, okay, I think I'm prepared to handle your defensive t- plans. Uh, are you guys ready to initiate your defensive plan? If I need a bathroom, guys, let's just chat. change everything up to throw Sean off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Change so I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Let's rock. Okay. I'm good to go. Okay, so you call in refurb and reperp. They come chugging in. You hear them from a mile or two away. Uh, they're running an old, like World War II era uh, diesel train engine. It's very loud. Uh, makes quite the racket with the the equipment they're also hauling behind it. They come rolling in on that center rail. Uh, refurb hops off and comes over to talk to you guys while reperp uh, starts getting the ready to go and pulling stuff out and, and getting ready to start the work. Um, their train is loud enough that there is second with the right amount of dice rolled here. One zombie, ten shambles away. I'm in... <laughs> okay. On the east fence, there are seven casualties. On the south fence, there are nine casualties. And on the west fence, there are six casualties. All right. Everybody's tracking where I'm where I'm placing the casualties at. And where along the south the south fence are they on the numeric track? Uh, they are right now roughly at say eight between like eight and six the general area right there. I check her up here. Okay, um, so that just like them rolling in brings these casualties out. Okay, um, it doesn't look like it's a strong enough horde to bring down the fence itself yet, uh, but the the horde on the south side that nine. Um, if they all like hit the same spot on the fence at the same time, they probably could break through. Um, do you want to do anything about those casualties, or are you guys waiting until they become too much for the fence to handle before you start taking stuff out? Do you guys with melee skills want to just poke at them while the fence is still there? Um, I could, but, but we need you I, up top. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'd have to book it back. I mean, I could. None of you know how to use a spear, though. No, we don't. Shit. I mean, as long as no more are attracted, you you have plenty of time to get up. We could wait until we could have reverb and reverb wait until you get back in position. I mean, what range are they at right now? They're, they're, they essentially like wander up to the fence. Like yeah, but are, are we talking mid range, long range, short range? Uh, they would be um, long range. From like, okay. From C to the fence line would be like a long range shot. It's like a okay. hundred yards or so. Okay. In that case, I pull out my regular rifle. That's long range as opposed to extreme range. Well, I was recommending melee so we could utilize, like, save our bullets and utilize the fact that the fence is there while okay. it's still there. That, that's all I was saying. Like, if you want to shoot them, that's fine there. Uh, no, I, I can. I'll, I'll leave it to you guys then. I'll, I'll, I'll stay uh, perched. I can't quite hit them through a fence with a tomahawk. Where did you hang the dogs, uh, decoy? All right, let's let me pull up the map real fast. Maybe we can just draw those those uh, southern casualties over to uh, four or five. Yeah, uh, maybe that's where I hung one. Of, I hung one of the dogs by the um, under the tar berm. Uh, we have three other dogs, so let's say one's over by five, where the mine would be, and 
one we could have di- distracted by the east side? Maybe so by like, the gate? Uh, could be. Where, where would you guys want it? Gates are the strongest part of that fence, of the fencing. I would say a dog on each gate then. Okay, dog on each gate, one on the south by the mine, one by the uh, tar pit. Okay. All right. Uh, so the ones that are between like six and eight are slowly working their way down towards five. They're all headed down towards the, the, the of, of dog on the fence line. Um, I'm going to say nobody jumped up and volunteered to go kill anything, so they're going to get anything killed uh, yet. Uh, refurb does some looking at everything and then runs over to Nex and says, all right, so here's the deal. We can do this the right way, the fast way, or the cheap way. What, what are you interested in? Uh, I'm interested in the right way, but what's the difference between all of them? Uh, the time it's going to take us to get done and get out of here. Uh, can we switch from one plan to another if things go south? Or uh, I mean, to a certain extent, sure. But like, once we get started on one... Once we get started, like it's going to go live. Like the equipment's going to make a bunch of noise. Moving the cars is going to make a bunch of noise. Okay. Well, I think we got a good setup here, so let's do it the right way. All right. You want to do the right way? The right way. So he just gives you the quick rundown of like what he's going to do. Uh, to do it the right way, they're going to move the three cars off the tracks onto uh, one of the switches and move it onto one of the adjacent tracks so that the middle line will be open. Uh, then they're going to bring in a. Uh, machine that grinds the top of the tracks because there's some rust and uh, decay and damage to the rail itself. And if a train were to come through, uh, even with some moderate amount of speed, um, it could cause a derailment or it could cause like the, the tracks themselves to crack and break. Um, so they're going to have to grind off the uh, bad part of the rail so that a, uh, a train that comes through won't have any problem. It's going to take a while. And that literally means they're going to bring in um, giant grinding stones and set them down on this track and grind the steel rails. So it's going to be absolutely egregiously loud. It's the the best way to get everything done. Okay. All right. Are you still keen to follow that route? Yeah, I'm, I'm keen. In for a penny, in for a pound. Let's do it. Ferb says we're going to get right on it. Uh, as he starts running back over to his sister to get them rolling and rocking on what they got to do. The uh, casualty hordes have increased now to 15 on the east, 12 on the west, and 16 on the south. Uh, How many were on the east, you said? Uh, 15. And how many on the south, sorry? Uh, 15 on the east, 16 on the south. Okay, thank you. It's up to 12 on the west. And are those ones on those side kind of also moving towards the smell of fresh blood with the dog? Yes, they are. Uh, they are all attracted to the, the the dog. Like the noise gets them interested and brings them in the general area. Uh, you guys are far enough away that they don't really notice you directly, but the the smell of fresh meat does get them attracted towards the gates on the east and west side and towards number five down there on the south. Is it is it possible to like I can hit those things with a tomahawk through the fence with no problem? Um, I'm going to say no. You couldn't swing through the fence with a tomahawk. You'd have to have like a spear. Or a, a knife or something like that that would go go through the fencing. Well, maybe I should start walking down to where they're fit. They're, the most of them are, and maybe I don't know. Maybe we can disperse them if we walk around, like position ourselves in different spots and all. Does that make sense? Like not like have them all be centralized on one weak point. Um, well, if they're oh, go ahead. If they're on those gates, those are actually the strong points. We want to kind of keep them there if we can. I mean, I can go down. Um, on the west side and just be near that dog and shake it and make them want to come to the gate. 
if we want to do that. Someone can do that on the west side too that doesn't need to necessarily be covering. Um, uh, at this so, point, could I try and detonate the fireworks? <laughs> I was going to say, who is it that tries to detonate the firework? I, I can do that with my laptop. Okay. Uh, you attempt to do so and nothing happens. So roll me a self-control versus stress because one of the major parts of your plan is obviously not functioning appropriately. It's a failure, everybody. Okay. Take a point of stress. Only, oh only next only so far knows that it's not working like it's supposed to. A little while when everybody else is like, hey, the fireworks should have gone off. What the hell? Then everybody else gets... <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, we should probably set up uh, Ghoulnet. I think about it. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll also set up uh, my laptop with Blackstone and leave my laptop in the uh, the our vehicle. Okay. All right. So yeah. So Ghoulnet's up. Or do we know about this stuff? <laughs> you gonna tell us? Because technically, uh, I didn't start Ghoulnet until just now. Yeah, guys. Uh, I don't think the fireworks are going off. Must have been uh, duds that we got or or something. Oh shit! Everybody else gets to make self control checks now. Yeah, great. I'll uh, place a complaint to uh, the supplier when we get back. <laughs> this carefully laid plan is already falling apart. Okay, ten over three. All right, I got this. Is it possible for me to run <laughs> over there and set them off? Uh, they are effectively a leg away. So yes, you could go, but you will effectively be gone for uh, the duration of. The- if anybody does it, it should be <laughs> next. <laughs> that's that's next. True. <laughs> uh, so. That I'm going to spend a will to flip that into a success. Okay, that's good. Which, which track was that against? Stress. Things aren't working like they're supposed to. Yeah, I got to fail. I figured that would be trauma. Oh, trauma's coming. Just you wait. Okay. Do you guys want me to take the, the, the truck and drive over there and detonate them? or Would that effectively get him out, out of uh, the scene, though? If he takes the truck? Yeah, I mean, even even driving, it's going to take you a while. Okay. No, I don't want to leave you guys behind. Uh, okay, so... As you're sitting there dealing with that, um, refurb and reperp fire up the machines. They couple on to the uh, first set of rail cars. Uh, it makes a very large, uh, large, a loud, sharp metallic clank as the uh, coupling comes together. And then when they pull to move them, they all squeak very loudly as rusted metal that has been setting for years on end in the weather that hasn't moved. Uh, starts to move again. Um, it immediately snaps the attention of the casualties outside the fence directly towards the trains uh, and away from like the dogs and everything like that because the, la- the noise is so loud and piercing. Um, so the casualties that were down between like six and eight have made it roughly to five. And they set that off because they actually, they, they, instead of milling around outside the fence, they're going to try to come through the fence. They're there is 16 of them there. That is enough to overpower the fence. So they will overpower it and set off the mine. The east and west sides both have enough to overpower the fence because they are over 10. So they will also knock the fence down. Now, the gates themselves are pretty sturdy. So what actually happens is they pull the chain link out of the framework with the press of bodies. Um, so the gates are both effectively open and you've got a big hole in uh, the area between four and five. Um, this also attracts more casualties. Um, the hordes on the, uh, the mobs that are at the fence line, the 15, 12, and 16 are not increased at this time, but there is effectively, um, like 20 on each side, each of those three sides that are coming into the area. All right, guys. Now it, now it's time to start, to start fire. Okay. 
All right. So I've got my ri- I've got my rifle set up, and I am going to draw a bead on the ones that are closest to refurb and reperp now. Okay. In strictly closest terms, the uh, east gate is probably the closest. Okay. Uh, the east gate has got fifteen casualties coming through it. I mean, I can handle those if you want. I I would think that I would be sticking close to refurb per reverb since I'm not the most uh you know okay. combat oriented. If you think you can, that's fine. Um, then I would probably aim for the uh, the largest horde because uh, I'm I'm the best shot out of everyone here. The largest horde, uh, just by a casualty, would be the horde on the south side. Uh, the incendiary mine lights several of them on fire. It does not outright kill any of them right at the start. Okay, I mean, I'd say mine too as well, Chris, because the the south side is does have flaming casualties, and the west side has none. All right, so west would be the most probably be the best uh, target. So I'll uh, I'll go for them. Okay, uh, this is gonna be a task action. So as long as you succeed, you can just spin charges to kill casualties off the mob. Okay. Um, in that case, I'm going to. That's a success. A twelve over seven. I'm going to spend a will to make that a critical success. Okay. Um, you line it up, and so for every two charges you spend extra, you get three casualties off the off the mob. Okay. And how, how big was this mob? You said. Uh, 15. You don't get a strict, like, two for one, but for every two you spend, you get an extra. Okay. So, that case, I mean, if I just, if I spend full t- all the charges on my rifle, then that would take out that, the entire mob. You would, you would basically eliminate the 15 that are inside the fence. Yes. Like I said, there's, there's, like, 20 more that are coming up to it as we speak, but the ones inside the fence would be gone on the, on the west side. All right, I'm taking out, I'm, I'm gonna take out these guys. Uh, I'll need time to uh, reload, so somebody else is going to have to uh, go from here. And take your ammo refresh from the extra refresh. Remember, everybody has one free refresh of ammunition. Uh, Okay, so that was uh, Decoy. Who wants to go next? Uh, I can go next. uh, You go, Brownie. So I said I was kind of over by uh, the west, or no, east gate, right? Um, Can I say that I just start backing up at the speed that they're coming and also popping them? Absolutely. Uh, again, just tax, task actions? Yes, it'll be a task action as long as you're backing up like that. Um, so there are 12 for you here. All right, let's just say I use up my handgun so that left. And I guess I will, we're saying, oh, which, which side were we saying? We were saying East had the 15 that Decoy was taking out. Well, I have my East and West backwards, my bad. Uh, Decoy just took out the West, and that was uh, supposed to be 12. But I wrote that down backwards. Okay, so I have a few extra charges for my still then. Give yourself back uh, two charges, Chris. Okay. Bad. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, so yeah, you're on the east side. You've got 15 casualties over there, uh, Fawn. Let's just let's just say I empty a handgun worth of task actions um, to take out 10 of those, leaving five. If you if you su- make a regular success, you you can drop all 10 and take out drop all 10 charges and take out 10 casualties. If you get a critical success, you can drop all 10 charges and get all 15. All right, let's roll and see what happens. That would be a failure, but I'm kind of kind of amped up and mad cat feeling. <laughs> oh boy! Hey, oh god, you just keep enabling motherfuckers. <laughs> so Brownie doesn't get to make any more rolls this session, <laughs> unless I can say, "And I use a will before Sean can." No, he he's gets <laughs> pressed. Uh, okay, so you take out the teen on the east side, and I uh, use up my free ammo refresh. Who wants to go next? I, I can go next and uh, take out the ones closest to reverb and reperb. Is that the west side? Uh, the east and the west side have both been taken out now. 
So the only casualties inside the fence at this point in time are coming up from the south. So there, How many were- there are like 16. 16. Yeah. So they are about halfway between uh, the number five down there and the middle of the semis. They're at e. Look like they're coming straight up into uh, in between C and E. That's where they're headed. Okay. Um, so for you next, they would be at extreme range. I will not do that then. I will ask if I could help in any way with. Uh, they are making enough noise and inside of their uh, their train car that they cannot hear you trying to yell at them. Okay. So I will go ahead and jump in on on that one then. You just hold that action for a moment. So sure. I would like to go down there with my submachine gun and um, yeah. So I would like to take out as many as I can. You said how many were there? Sixteen. Well, I got a plus two, and then I got plus two for the triggery thing on. I mean, I've got dead eye or dead whatever the fuck it is. So I'm going to try to take out as much as I can with the ammo that I have and all that. So you tell me how well I do. Same deal. Same deal. If you get a critical success and dump all 10 charges, you could take out all of them. If you get a regular success and dump all 10 charges, you'll take out 10 of them. Tell you what, I had an extra wheel anyway. I just wrote a regular success and I'm just going to spend one wheel to upgrade that to a critical. Okay. So on the south, so I'm going to use that ammo refresh for my sub. All right. So all the casualties inside the fence have been taken down. Uh, was there anything that you did want to do before we progress? All right. How we did like we, so uh, was her, did we get extra rations or just fireworks? We just got fireworks. We just we got the get... fireworks and the extra refresh of ammo. Like a fucking Tennessee quality fucking firework bullshit. <laughs> Is there anything you guys need me to do, or should I just keep an eye on reverb and what should I what should I do, guys? If only we could pay somebody to go out there for drone and detonate. <laughs> we can actually. Do you want me to run out there and detonate it? I'll, no, I'll no. run. I no. have Ubix, and I have a I have a reference. Like so, so let's let's next. talk this over real quick. Like, all right. So if what's the risk of us if we got someone to go out there and set that off? What's the risk of that coming back to haunt us later? Wait, this is red market. It's a hundred percent. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about, uh, Brennan? Did you have a question? Well, I was just saying that we could have next do that on this turn um, if he wants to have something he's doing, and what, we wanted to do it. What? What can I do? Well, Calling a reference to no, his set- references are fucked. Oh yeah. Never mind. I mean, I can. I do have room to do that if I wanted to. No, we're trying to dig your ass out of debt. We're the, <laughs> we're the British Bread Brigade, motherfuckers. All right. Um, okay. As we're uh, we're cussing and discussing um, how our, our, our current uh, defensive options are, are looking, um, there are now 10 casualties coming in the east gate, nine casualties coming in the west gate, and five casualties coming in from the south, the hole in the south gate or the south uh, fence. The mob on the outsides that are slowly trickling in have increased to 27 off to the east, 25 to the west, and 29 to the south. Okay, I'm uh, I'm just taking an executive decision. I'm, ta- I'm going to contact uh, a type of reference. Okay. All right, so I'm telling them uh, I'm contacting uh, Leatherman, who is a, uh, an expert, in, who is a drone expert. Right, and what are you going to have Leatherman do? Basically, I need Leatherman to go there and remotely detonate the fireworks. Okay. Uh, that can be done. That will take a while to get the drone to get all the way out here. Um, roll me a D10, sir. Okay. 
Going for low, Chris. Uh, one. Nice. Uh, so he actually happens to have uh, some people in the vicinity that he can he can call in the favor for you um, that aren't that far away. So it won't go off this round, but it'll go off on the next round. Okay. We're not doing like strict rounds of combat. This is just uh, an abstracted version of rounds. Like this is, you know. I get you. Set of seconds in the rounds here. Um, but that's what decoy gets to do for this turn. Uh, Vaughn, what do you want to do? Uh, try to eliminate those uh, those nine that are over on the east side. I have another another fresh magazine. Uh, should be ten on the east side, nine on the west side, five on the south side. How I have that written down. Moment, uh, and you are more than welcome to shoot more baddies. I'm sorry. Before we continue, um, just so everybody's clear on the progress we're making, being made, the three train cars have been pulled off of the center track. And the refurb and repurp are repositioning their grinding machine over the area to grind the tracks. Oh, it's going to get super loud. <laughs> oh, this is bad. Fireworks, fireworks, please. Jesus Christ, fireworks from Babylon Goods, <laughs> where many fine quality products will not fail. <laughs> this is not really showing quality right now, my dude. <laughs> well, it was the remote detonation. Not yeah, the fireworks aren't the problem, man. It's the well, we don't know that. Uh, <laughs> you use batteries that came from the dollar store, like that Rayback or that Black Cat bullshit. They should have got batteries from Femblem Goods. <laughs> or, uh, but I, I rolled a, a four over one. Okay, if it's so, a t- still a tax ta- ta- task action, it is still a task action. Okay. okay uh, so you want to take out all ten on the east side? Yes. Just want to make make sure that, that was clear. Uh, okay, so all ten on the east side have been taken out. Next, you are next to, to go. What, what would you like to do? Um, I will shoot whoever is close, whatever group is closest to Reaver. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so there is nine coming in the west gate, and there are five coming in the south gate. The ones uh, coming in the south gate are technically on fire, okay. uh, but it takes them a number of rounds to be burned enough to fall over. But they're also hemmed in. True. It's, it's kind of kind of up to you as far as which way you'd want to move to be able to get into the the soiree here. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna move closer and watch the ones on fire to be sure that they okay. go down. Since we we have the 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 decoy with the long shot, and then I know that Skids is already down south. Uh, so tell me where it is exactly that you'd like to go. Like, give me a point on the map, a rough general area, because you're effectively you're in the on the, like the middle track around A, because you're in the general vicinity of refurb and repurp. Yeah. Do you want to move down, like, towards E, I'm assuming? Uh, yeah, I'm going to move down towards, uh, more like the, yeah, uh, more like the backside of, uh, yeah, yeah, that direction, that's fine. Down towards E. I don't want to, I don't want to, like, dictate it to you, man. I was just, I was kind of the assumption I was making, so if there's a different place you want to go. Just no, that's know. fine. I, I just, I'm not, yeah, I just want to be useful, <laughs> but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay, uh, so if you, you can go down, like, by the aggregate pile there, uh, between that and the, uh, the concrete trucks uh they're on they, they're not there anymore but the, on the map would be where yeah. you're at um yeah. from that point you can shoot and uh you're within range to shoot the casualties uh so you can do so if you'd like okay question Answer. if i switched over to my hunting rifle would the the loud noise attract any of the casualties towards my area because i also have the um the tar beneath me uh yes to a certain extent it would okay it does I'm not planning on getting them all. I'm just planning on getting enough to at least catching a few. Yeah. Okay. I hit, and then how many extra charges do I have to spend to get all of them? Uh, you would have to spend uh, five charges in total to kill everything. There are five I'm... coming through there. 
I will do so. Uh, so five are off on the south side. So there are nine still coming in the west gate. Uh, and then it would be Skid. It would be Adam. Who is muted. I am muted like a dumbass. <laughs> I mean, some of my best friends are dumbasses, so it works out well. Yeah, I, you know, even if I was south, I can maneuver over there, and I do have mid-range anyway. So I'm going to try to engage the uh, nine. Okay. See if I can weed those off. So... Like I said, this is this is minutes of time that are passing, not like seconds of time. So you, you can absolutely move over there and shoot. Okay. So and then, like you say, like I'm gonna try to take out as many as I can. So there's nine. So I can actually technically empty the magazine, or if I get a critical success, I can do it with less rounds, right? If you get a critical success, it'll take you five. All right. That's a success. I got like nine over two. So it's, it took me well four, five, nine. I got one bullet left in that goddamn gun. Did, did we have any other refreshes? Your adaptability. You can, you can yeah, use my good. you can use my refresh ammo if you want. I haven't uh, needed to reload yet. And you also have refresh from adaptability. Refresh. Well, I, I was kind of saving refresh for ra- rations and stuff like that in case I had to fucking book. We'll figure it out next round. Yeah, use 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 my refresh because it makes sense because we both have submachine guns. I hate to do that to you. Oh no, it's it's fine. You're 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 doing more combat than me anyway. Okay. Thanks. It's already erased. <laughs> Bless you. All right. So we've knocked them back. I'm going to draw on my map again for Northeast, Southwest zombies. Okay. So we progress forward in the timeline a little bit. Um, Furb and Reperp get positioned. They drop the grinding stones down onto the tracks and they flip the big bad switch. Um, it's like a fireworks show underneath the equipment that they're using. They're throwing sparks all over the place. Um, if you've ever heard like uh, like an actual industrial sized grinding machine, uh, like or, or like a one of those concrete saws, or like they're cutting up a roadway, um, the noise is ridiculously loud. Um, like if you were to stand next to it, it would damage your hearing permanently. Bad bad situation as far as the noise levels go. Looks pretty though. Um, so they got that started. That's good. Um, this round, the fireworks do go off, uh, so that will hopefully help out. Um, there are going to be, as the casualties continue to flood in on us, 12 coming in the east gate, 6 coming in the west gate, and 15 coming in the hole in the south gate, or the south fence. The, uh, the overall horde that is amassing around the fence on the outside increases to 35 on the east side, goes to 30 on the west side. And it hits 41 on the south side. All right. So south side would be most likely to go through me, or would it be west side most likely to go through my section? Um, both. All right. Remember from from the uh, the the between C and E there, there's like a mm-hmm. line of, of trucks that's going right. to fuck casualties up to you, and then anything that comes in the west gate basically has to go past you to get up towards where refurb and repurp are actually working. Okay, so I am going to switch over to the heavy rifle, like I said I would, and start firing at, um, you said 41 on the south side, and how many on the west side? Uh, inside, inside the fence, on the west side there are six, and there are 15 on the south, inside the fence. The, okay. the hordes on the outside of the fence that are slowly working their way in, on the west side there's 30, and on the south side there's 41. All right, what do you guys think? Which which would be the better one to take out? Because the south side, they still have to go through the fire, right? 
Yeah, I think we also have how many of us to this? It, where is everybody Just positioned? Two, at the two south, Brownie Z, Sam West. Yeah, I'm south. So it sounds like we each have one person to handle the casualties. So in the direction, so you can shoot in whatever direction you think is best. And All so right. If the if the Westerlies make a beeline going straight as they possibly can, they go between those two aggregate piles over the line over another uh, fiery asphalt moat. That is correct. If you let them come in that far, they should go straight into the the asphalt pit that you guys set up all right well i think i'm going to take out south because uh the, sorry the south have to go through all that too so sure. just yeah either way they yeah. both have to go through it but we yeah. got two people covering the east i can I, i'm basically i i can direct better better than anyone else because i'm in a good i'm in a good position and i'm safe so what do you guys think where well, I mean, if you if you want me to let those six in right now and see what the asphalt does to them, I mean, I can direct my attention south for a moment. Or, um, I'm gonna direct my attention south. I think, yeah. and I'm already south, so that's yeah, that's people down in that direction. Because even then, if they may they may come my way if I fire at them, because you know, loud gun, it could attract attention, and then we have the tar pit beneath me. Basically, do you want, where do you all want me then? Like, I, you want me to just take out those six? Yeah. I guess sure. it prevents them from building up too much on that side. I'm going to need some help on the east eventually next. Okay. Okay. Uh, I guess yeah. I could, instead of move and shoot, I could shoot and then move to the east on my turn. All right. Um, I got a 13 over one. Okay. Um, so same as a task action. So you can just spin charges and uh, erase casualties. How many do you want to get rid of? Um, you said there was 15. So it's one, one to one. I guess I will take out 10 and then. Okay. Use my Twitch to reload. Sounds good to me. Uh, then Vaughn, what do you want to do, sir? Well, I'm I'm holding the east line now, so I guess uh, use my adaptability to refresh my gun one more time and a magazine. Okay. Uh, that's a ties go to the market that I will upgrade with a will to a crit success. I like it, sir. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so with the crit success that you make that, uh, you can basically do a two for one. That's it's every two charges gets you an extra casualty down, right? You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. So, uh, and you've got to get up to 12. You're going to get rid of all 12 of them. Yes. I assume so, but I hate to just take that for granted. Uh, anything else? Uh, start fading back a little bit towards, um, the work site. Okay. Uh, as you do that, go ahead and make me an awareness check. Uh, that's a five over two. Um, there have been a couple of casualties that have apparently snuck in through the open gate on the middle rail. Shit. On the east side and on the west side, both are approximately two shambles on either side, east and west, from refurb and reperp. So there's four total. Two on either side, east and two west. Yes, that's me then, isn't it? Snuck up in there. Basically, you guys have been so side. busy with so many casualties that like one or two here and there kind of escaped notice. And so they've they've gotten in there and they've gotten close. Um, Vaughn, you know this. You guys have Google Net up, but I'm not going to say you don't automatically know that. Vaughn's going to have to let everybody know. Yeah, I'll start yelling it as soon as I see it. Um and do I have time in our minutes-long time period to try to take out the two that are over on the east side? Uh, no. You spent, okay. you spent most of your time shooting the uh, the 12 that you got through just a second ago. Okay. De- Decoy took out a whole bunch on the south side here. Run back and pick some of them. Uh, next, you are next to go. Yeah. I'll, I'll run back to reverb and re- reperb, and uh, 
I guess I can't shoot at both groups because they're in opposite directions. So I'll take out one of the groups. You can, you, if you, if it'll be a task action, just like anything else. Uh, like essentially, if you the the if you sit at the top of the arc of that train track that bows from like yeah. C to B, yeah. you can stand like right there at the top of that and be able to hit both uh, both groups. So it'll be a task action, just like everything else has been. Okay, I'll do that then. Uh, success nine over seven. I'll spend the three extra charges to kill all of them. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, Skid, you're next. Okay, I guess if everything's clear, I'm gonna work on the east side. Uh, west side. I'm thinking I'm East Coast, so same thing as always. And that would be 903. So you need to spend six total charges to get rid of all the casualties over here. Yeah, okay. All right, so yeah, they're down. One more dice. Do, do, do. Please, oh Lord, help me, Jesus. Okay, so on the east side, there are 14 casualties coming through the fence. On the west side, there are 19 casualties coming through the fence. On the south side, there are 15 casualties coming through the fence. There are still five on fire that have already made it through the fence. Uh, quick status report. Does anyone know how how uh, much more refurb and refurb have to do? Um, Nex and Vaughn are both kind of paying attention to that area since they were taking care of the casualties back there. Uh, they have it marked off, and they are about halfway through the grinding process. So it looks like about two more unquote, rounds of this before they could be finished. And they haven't even hit our, our mines or anything to the south, so I guess good. You've been you've been keeping on top of it really well, but you're you're losing the war of attrition as far as numbers go. Yeah, I'm starting to run low on ammo too. I have you, one I have one refresh left. Uh, are any of the dogs you positioned uh, at a point where they could distract some casualties before you run out of ammo? The uh, dogs already did their did their work essentially. Yeah, the only one that could that's work that could be doing any work for us are the uh, the dog that's hanging underneath the cult, the uh, what call it the oil uh, tanks. Yeah, the oil tanks up at A. And uh, I, I actually have no ax- I have no way of seeing that since I'm on top of the oil tanks. Okay, no, that's that's fine. I was just curious. Yeah, I think you need to start getting down. Okay, uh, so we will come back up to the top of the list of everybody to do stuff. Um, what would you like to do? Decoy usually goes first, right? Oh, right. Sorry. Zoned out. Um, okay, so what what are we looking at here? Uh, so we have five that are inside the fence that are on fire on the south. There are 15 more coming in right behind those five on the south side. Okay. East has 14, and the west has 19. Okay, so do one of you guys think you could take out the five while I take out, uh, I go for the west? I think the additional mines could take out the five. Okay, so we'll ignore them for now. Um... I'm switching back over to my rifle because I had already reloaded it and I will go after the West. Please be a natural crit because I don't want to spend my last will. Hey, good news. I don't have to spend my last will. Hey. Six, six. That's awesome. Uh, And that was, which side were you going for? West. So I'm taking out 15 of the 19. The 19. Are four left. I'm taking the lid on it. Four left on the left side. Got it. Okay. I have two charges left on my hunting rifle. And uh, one refresh left, and I'm so basically I have to decide on whether my refresh will go to the hunting rifle after my last two shots or my rifle rifle. Thinking rifle uh, rifle. I also need decoy to make me an awareness check now. Okay, since uh, tw- eleven over two. Okay, uh, so 
casualties have continued to creep in like one or two at a time in places, um, you know, in between the, the massive groups of them coming in. Uh, you, you hear it and then look down to see it uh, at the dog that's strung up underneath you. It has done its job and it has attracted casualties. There are four at the base of the uh, oil tank that you're perched atop of. Okay. Heads up, everyone. I've got four beneath me. Um, it'll be a bit difficult getting me down from here. I've got my spear, at least. Uh, I'll get, like, look, I can make these four that you, you saved us. They've still got the asphalt, hopefully, to go through and shit like that. We'll see what that does. I can come down there, clear out the four underneath. You just get ready to get down. All right. And I'm going to spend my refresh on my rifle. Uh, Vaughn, you are next to go. All right. I have two rounds left in my pistol. Um, can I use those and refresh in these minutes as well, or just use those and then I'm done if I no, go you, that route? The, the refresh is not an actual like action that you take. It just You have the ability to do that. All right. Uh, I'll try to take out as many from the east side as I can. Uh, I think since that's our le- most slightly defended side, we're going to start having trouble. I think you're effectively the only one taking in any action against the east side. So, Except for maybe next. Uh, yeah, so I got a available 10 thing. over 4. Okay. Uh, so there are 14 total, and with a standard success, you can spend one for one to get rid of them. So that'll be 12, and I'll be out of refresh and bullets. Uh, next, what are you doing? Uh, there's a whole bunch to the south that no one's covering. Can I still shoot? I guess I'd have to position myself back there. There's no there's there's no casualties right on top of reverb anymore, right? You got rid of the, the four that were closing in on them. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that no new ones uh, happened to just appear. Um, and, uh, Skids, you said you were going to handle the four that were harassing Decoy? Okay. Um, I'll head south again and then clear some of those, uh, casualties out. Can I reload two, or is that just two, or I can only do two things, move, between move, shoot, and reload? You can, the, the reload's not going to cost you, like, a, an action. Like I said, this is, there's enough time going on, you can move, shoot, reload, do all that. Okay. No. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, shoot the, uh, the casualties to the south. Okay. Uh, that is a pass. 11 over 6. Okay. Uh, do you want to shoot at the f- 5 that are kind of ahead of the big pack, or do you want to shoot into the pack of 15? I'll shoot at the 5 that are ahead. Okay. Uh, and so I'll spend extra charges. Clear the ball. As a toast. Uh, skid. Yep. Running over there and getting over there, and I'm going to take out the 4. 4 underneath uh, decoy? Yeah. All right, so let me row that. Please be success. Despite, uh, no, it's 13 over 10. Thank God I had stuff on. <laughs> so I just, I guess it's a one-to-one ratio for s- charges spent. Uh, but you take out all four of them? Yes, sir. Okay. Hey, Decoy, you can get down now without a problem. Okay. Out of character, uh, Vaughn, you should, since you're out of ammo, you should probably get to the car. I was thinking that too, yeah. We're going to... S- we don't have the same um, blockages from the east either that we have from both the west and the south, so that's going to start stacking up like crazy too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd like to get to the car at my next opportunity. Okay, so well, I think they I'm should up. be they should be done after this next round. Actually, uh, they have this full round left to be able to get done with the grinding process. Yes, they should have covered the the, the length that they needed to. Uh, let's see here. We have twenty one coming in on the east side now. I'm counting the leftovers so that the two becomes 21, essentially. Because uh, it's easier for track. There is, uh, it'll be 15 total on the west side. 15 total on the west, okay. 
and then uh, 24 on the south side in total. Is that counting five? Is that counting the, the fireworkers? Yes, like there's there's a group of 15 that are on fire that are already in there, and then there's 19 more coming in behind them. But for I, I, I don't have enough paper in front of me to track <laughs> 15 and 19. Yeah, well, ones. it's a fuck ton. <laughs> it is uh, it is bunches, uh, and the the total herd outside of the area uh, continues to increase. Um, refurb and reperp move to the last section of area that they've got to uh, grind on, and then we'll come back up to the top with decoy. Huh, apparently tear gas is flammable, so that could be something to use for the future. Um, Alright, so I've got my last refresh of already used up. Uh, I'm going to fire. You said there were 24 in on the south on fire? 15 on fire? All of them are effectively on fire. The 15 in the first group of them uh, is like more uh, engulfed and taking more damage from the fire. Okay. I'm hoping, I'm hoping they'll burn up before they can get to refurb and reburp. And well, well, what if you want to go ahead and take the, the east side, like, I mean, you still yeah. got me and uh, do you have anything left next? Uh, I have five, no, uh, six charges left in my submachine. We need to kind of keep everything off of them right now. I mean, I think we should just centralize, like, like go to that area. That just seems like, you know, we get the truck there, we get all that there. I th- that looks like the place, unless the truck wants to kite stuff away. But I think we should keep it kind of over by them for an escape. Yeah, I don't want them to die. Like, we can come back and get the damn train. All right. Um, I'm going to take out the, uh, I'm going to go for the east then. Uh, 12 over 8. I'm going to spend my last will to make that a crit and take out 15. So that takes it down to 6 on east. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, I, I have... Adam now and was on mute. My bad. Sorry? <laughs> I, I was pulling the Adam and had myself on mute this time around. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you all say, I'm, I'm pulling the Adam right now and just being an excellent <laughs> damn player who knows his ABCs. Why am I always known for his bad shit? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I do not <laughs> Uh, okay, so we took out how many on which which deal now? So I got this. I got busy laughing at myself. And, he took uh, out fifteen on the east side. Yep, on the east. Six left on the east. Already. Uh, so you, you got all those guys shot. Were you doing anything else, decoy? Um, I guess I'm gonna jump down and head to the car. I have two bullets left. Uh, Vaughn, what are you doing? Also making it to the car. Actually, wait. I'm gonna head over to refurb and reperp because I can at least be a a line of defense for anything up close because I have my spear. You don't want to get too close, like you're hearing. True. All right, so maybe not then. Well, you can be in the vicinity. It's near the truck. Okay. Isn't it? Yeah, it's, 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 the truck is is up in the rough, roughly the same kind of area. Uh, okay. It's like probably around like just on the north side of D, where the truck's at. So it's up there close, but it's not like right next to them. Uh, let's see here. Vaughn was moving towards the truck. Would you want to do anything else while you run into the truck, Vaughn? Not for now, no. Next, I'm going to uh, run for the truck as well. Uh, Skid. Skid is going to, as like more centralized, and I'm going to try to take, like, which is it east or south is closer to, um, to reperb and refurb? Um, technically, it would be the East because they don't have anything impeding their uh, progress to get over there. Okay, so I'm glad I pack mobile weapons and stuff like this as well. So I think I am going to engage the uh, east. Okay, and that is a success. So I have uh, 
I will go ahead and spend six charges off Pretty my handgun. Alrighty. Anything else, sir? Um, I would like to do awareness to see. Oh, here's a, here's my concern. Like, I do not want them these people to get this thing done, and then we're done, <laughs> done, chewed up and stuff like that. Like, I'm just desperately looking around, trying to figure out what I could do to save my ass and their ass at the same time because everything's going pear shaped. I do have a refresh left, by the way. So I mean, I can... you could essentially like you could go to the truck, go to your guys's truck, and like just shoot anything that gets close to them until they're done. Um, okay. They're going to have to finish the grinding stuff here, and then they're going to have to get their equipment stored, and then they're going to have to move away and get like clear of the scene. So even though they're done grinding on this turn, like everybody knows, like it's not going to be done quite yet. Uh, oh fuck! Well, I'll, I'll get near like within without earshotting. Oh my god, because they'll be done grinding this round. So Chris, like you can spear stuff if you had to. You know what I mean? Yeah. The 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 actually damaging noise that they're making will be done this round. So post it up near them. Alrighty. So on the east side, there are 15 casualties coming in. On the west side, there is uh, 33 total? 15 and 18? Yeah. Three on the west. Uh, And then on the south side, we have 44 total now inside the fence. Is those mines kicking in anytime soon here? Sweet Jesus. Oh, yeah. They haven't actually made it that far until this turn, uh, in which um, about 10 of them get uh, involved in some mines, um, ones that are in between the aggregate pile and uh, the C building there, uh, are on Brownie's little, uh, where he wrote them all in there. It's set off there. Um, is that far enough forward to light your asphalt trap on fire too? Or is that going to wait for the the other one that's on on north there. I think it's a little bit too far away unless you think the explosion's big enough. Uh, I mean, if you think it's too far away, you guys were the ones that set it up. So I'll say it doesn't set off the the big asphalt burning yet, uh, but it is another place uh, where more casualties are going to get hurt. Uh, In fact, it drops it from 44 uh, to 38 because they were already taking damage from burning and then they get exploded upon again and it takes out several. Uh, that are coming there from the south side. So we go back to the top of the round. Uh, Refurb and Reperp are finished grinding. The grinding wheels come to a stop. Help uh, them. Horrible noises cease, uh, but they still have to uh, secure their equipment, which is what they're going to be doing this round, so that they can leave. Can we help them? Uh, do you have ha- any idea how their equipment works or functions? I can help pick. I will. I'm just we wondering. Can get if it he off does. the ground and into the train. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, this is equipment that is like built into a like it it sits on the rails itself. Like it's not anything that's like man portable. So um, the only one who has a chance is Vaughn, probably. You would you would have to have a mechanics check to be able to understand the equipment and be able to do something to assist them. Uh, they're probably better off without my help at this point. I think. Yeah, we're probably better off just defending them still and staying out of their way. I mean, I have a a single point of mechanics. I mean, you can. I'm not. I don't want to discourage anybody from doing what they want to do. So will they effectively yeah. just be moving on out after the final round, or will you not be sharing that information? I mean, your assumption would be that as soon as they've got their shit secured, they're going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I think as soon as they have their shit secured, we're going to be the fuck out of here, because that's the <laughs> end of the contract. <laughs> At least that's the way I see it. Yeah, we're not here to we're not here to save their lives. We're here to make sure they do their job. Leave. Well, technically, they've already done their job. 
Well, then now yeah. it's, now this is your time for your fucking but humanity, guys. We, we, we got this. no, no. We need them to pack up because if they die here, then their train would have to be packed up and moved. If they die after packing their train, the train just has to. I was going to make them stay alive anyway. So um, yeah. that was out so of character, by the way. <laughs> I have bullets and I can do stuff. If you guys just want to sit back, if you like, whatever, like, just let me know. Like, yeah, what I've are still, we doing here, guys? I've still got bullets. I'm just going to be on Overwatch and shoot I think we just, the casualties sorry. closest to them that are not on fire. Okay. So I think we still got a barricade, a good barricade from the west and south. I think it's those east. The east, right. the east guys are probably the biggest threat because everybody else has got a bunch of fire and explosives to walk through. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll concentrate on the east. Then. <laughs> uh, so, decoy, what are we doing? Um, I, I have two bullets. And the driver's seat. Yeah, and two rations. And two charge, three charges left. So uh, I can't do much. I'd say definitely driver's seat for you then. Yeah. Okay. So you're in the truck and, and got it started up and ready to go to get everybody out of here. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? I'm just hanging out by the truck. If I need to do anything, if anyone gets too close, I'll be ready to do that. But all I've got is my tomahawk right now. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll me an awareness. Uh, it's a fail. Okay. Uh, next, what are you doing? I'm going to clear out some casualty to the uh, any left. Okay. There oh, are, there's, there's, there's more, <laughs> little brother. Yeah. <laughs> there are 15 inside the fence. There's like 57 outside the fence. Maybe Sean forgot there was some there. Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> Maybe Sean forgot how numbers work. Uh, let's see. I uh, mean, is... he wouldn't be the first person to not know basic things like that alphabet. <laughs> oh. But it's a success. Um. I will spend a total of six charges to kill the casualty. On the nine. I'll use my last three. So nine over there. Uh, next, go ahead and make me an awareness check. 50-50, guys. Let's see. That's a success. Okay. Uh, there are more casualties coming in from the fence on the east side, uh, but like from the northeast. They're coming up there along where the gates that cover the tracks are coming from. Where the truck is? Oh, the truck is over by like D. Okay. North of D. Okay, all I got over, you. All the way over at the east fence line up there where the tracks go through the fence. There are okay. more coming in. Uh, Skid, your turn. What are you doing? I, I will relay the information, by the way. So east is like definitely following, is what we're saying. Yeah, okay. east and northeast. East and northeast. Well, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, fuck, man. I will engage the those nine. So in the midst of this, I will end up using a refresh. And before you roll anything, where is okay. Skid at? I, I thought Skids was right down, like down right from a in that area. I mean, is that like Skid's I I just saw, I was at the entire time. So that's, I was okay. Uh, so Skid also make me an awareness check. Okay. Yeah, I made that eight over seven. Okay. Um, approximately a shamble away from refurb and repurp as they are messing with their equipment. They're both on the ground around their train, getting the equipment moved back into it and, and all stored away. Uh, there are three casualties that look like they came from the northwest. Like it's on the northwest side. Yeah. I've managed to get all the way into them up there. Okay. Yeah, well, I'll definitely go after them. You're up, up in that kind of area to be able to like look back and see them. Everybody else's view of that was actually blocked by their the, the train equipment that they brought in. Okay. Uh, well, that's my target in those three. So, please, sweet is Okay, yeah. So, that's eight over six. Okay. So, I will go ahead and... Hold in my mind. I gotta go to my character sheet. 
uh, use that refresh, and I've still got ammo, so I've taken them out. All right. Uh, so that goes through everybody. Uh, more casualties pour in. However, refurb and reperp are done storing their stuff and can start getting their hell the hell out of here, uh, which means you guys can start getting the hell out of here, and you can go uh, your fair escape in the truck. Like you're not having to escape on foot, so you're not having to worry about getting caught out by casualties. Like, yeah, let's just scavenge right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's just like wait two hours, come back when all the casualties are gone and scavenge. Unless there's anything you guys want to do, uh, you have successfully completed Operate Heavy Machinery. Let's get what? the fuck out of here. That fireworks was the dumbest fucking idea I've ever had in my life, and then we double up on that bullshit. And it did like, not work. I don't think it helped at all. Sean, did that help at all? Uh, it did. Um, so the way I run that is that every time we add more casualties, I start giving a cumulative bonus to, to the rolls for it. Um, and I maxed, I, instead of continuing that every round, I actually maxed it out uh, after the first, it was the first two um, bonuses came, kicked in. And then after that, I didn't start adding any more in. Oh, God. So we could have been swamped by like 60 casualties by towards the end. I'll never know, though. I'm just sitting there pitching. Oh, God damn it. I, uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, way, the way I usually run that is I roll a D10 for all three directions. And then the next round, I roll like a D10 plus five. And then a D10 plus 10. Then a D10 plus 15. Uh, or no, it goes, it goes 5, 10, 20. Uh, and then basically after that, it's just kind of a dramatically appropriate amount. <laughs> that continued to flood in. Did we do any new uh, defense strategies that you haven't seen before? Or come up with any good ones that you didn't expect? Uh, I haven't ever had anybody that had uh, mines to use, so the mines were a new one. Um, the asphalt mix has been used before. Um, it was a pretty standard from the from the the times I've ran this anyway. Your plan was a pretty standard, uh, like. Everybody kind of takes a direction and, and mans the fort kind of thing. I think the, the the most abstract one I've ever seen anybody do was they salvaged a train whistle out of the repair building, the maintenance building, um, and set up a train whistle, uh, kind of like you tried to do with the fireworks, except theirs succeeded. So they set up a train that, whistle, like on the other side of the suburbia, and just let it And that was up. me. It was you that did that, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that was Brandon that did that. Brownie, uh, you're holding up strategies on us. Brownie, I can't remember all the good things you use Madcap to fix, but I remember every time Madcap bit me in the ass. That's <laughs> well, we've got two stored up nibbles left here next time. Oh, yeah. God. You just can't roll. If it's important, we're going to pass it on. <laughs> it's me, right. Chris. Yeah. I roll to make cookies. Oh, it's a fail. <laughs> it's a crit fail. <laughs> uh, okay. So that was operating heavy machinery. Questions, comments, concerns? If I had a pack of cigarettes right now, and I wish I did, I, you would have heard a door slam shut as I took the tablet outside to smoke while playing <laughs> this game. Because fuck me, I've been chewing on ink pens. I, it, this has been tense, man. I enjoyed the hell out of it. But I just here's something I've realized with red markets in general. The two times that I played in a campaign or what was hopefully going to be a campaign with the Conda stuff, like I played Latents and I like Layton and all this. Like you're really showing me how fragile humanity is because I want to go back and hug my little niece in character and I don't want to be stuck in that little prison cell in the middle of the visitor, the welcome center, excuse me, or whatever. So I just want to tell you this. When you mentioned that welcome center, 
that was just flavor text for you. That was fucking foreboding, foreshadowing, possibly for me. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. I've I've it's, I've had a ball. I would like to hear Brownie give a Yelp review for his uh, Veblen Goods uh, detonating. <laughs> I only wish I could have used more of them. We were doing too good a job keeping them out. <laughs> Wood oh, incendiary again. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, you guys have actually done more active defense in this than most people do. Usually people set up stuff like the, the asphalt pit and uh, they'll, they won't actually start defending until they've let the casualties get into that point. Um, so this is actually the, the least amount of danger that refurb and repurp have ever been in, I think in this defense. Well, the reason why I kept shooting the ones to the South was because you were saying how they were getting larger, larger groups. And I didn't want the mines to detonate on five as opposed to like 15. Right, absolutely, yeah. So that's why I started shooting more, and I'm sure other people started shooting more. And you know, in this episode, dude, you you always talk bad about about next. You know, I can't do this, I can't do that. <laughs> Man, you motherfucker, you held your own. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> All right, he, guys. Just, so uh, we're technically supposed to start the next session in 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to eat dinner. <laughs> that's fine. Right. Let's uh, let's say we'll, we'll we'll call it here for the recording. Uh, we can handle the rest of the stuff off mic. Uh, this has been Elevation Part 2, the Operate Heavy Machinery. I hope you all enjoyed it, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.